No portion of this program will be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM BZ Broadcast. What are we going to do without that old redneck Bobby Bob? The biggest names. And the son Terry Bob. He's got his finger so far off his nose, he's scratching the top of his hand with the inside. WQAM Miami for Lauderdale. And you say redneck. Bobby Bob. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 560 WQAM presents the Neil Rogers Show. To talk to Neil, dial 560 on your AT&T and Verizon wireless phones. The opinions expressed by Now, the Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM. It's Friday, you bastard. It's late at night, you're fast asleep, and a shadowy figure is about to break into your home. But you're protected. Yes, it's the James Brown Home Security Alarm. The hardest working alarm in the safety business. Designed by the godfather of home protection himself. The James Brown Alarm protects you from burglars, vandals, peeping tars. And if you act now, we'll include at no extra cost the patented James Brown Hot Pants Fire Alarm. So put the Soul Patrol on your keyhole with the James Brown Home Security System. You'll say, Ten oh one at five sixty WQM. The uh, new poll that just came out: uh, Obama's only four points behind Hillary in Pennsylvania. Today's only the eleventh of uh, April. Yeah, so we had eleven days to go until the uh, Pennsylvania primary. He's only four points behind. Behind, he's dropping like people? Iraq. If you pardon that expression. Okay. As recently as two weeks ago, the Quinnipiac poll had Hillary up sixteen points in Pennsylvania, and now today it's only four. In a new Pennsylvania poll, Obama scored his largest gains among young voters, white men, and those without college degrees. Three groups that have on average leaned more heavily toward him in post-Super Tuesday contests. And the media is talking about what's in the reflection in Dick Cheney's glasses. Is it a naked woman? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh-huh. I'm dancing with the stars, dancing with the stars, and Jason Taylor on Dancing with the Stars. And you wonder why there's like over 4,000 dead people that should be alive today in Iraq, soldiers I'm talking about, and a million dead people who used to live there? And you wonder why we're paying four bucks a gallon of gas and it's like $109 a barrel of oil. You wonder why these things are going on? And because nobody gives a crap. The American public are the stupidest people on the face of the earth, the most gullible, the most easily led by the nose. Yes. And the beat goes on. It just goes on and on. And you people in the media, man, that's what you specialize in. Distracting the public from the important stuff with a bunch of puff and fluff and crap. So what is in his glasses? Naked woman. Crap. Oh, all right. Some guy fly fishing. Some guys fly. I don't know. Who, uh, who knows and who cares? Right, right. Whatever it is, he's going to shoot it. So what difference does it make? <laughs> Speaking of polls, by the way, President Bush's uh, public approval has reached a new low in the AP Ipsos poll. Just when you think it can't get any lower, it gets low. A survey released yesterday showed just 28% approve of the overall job Bush is doing. His previous record low in the poll was 30 last month. About 30, man. And 28 and dropping like a rock, just like Swillery in Pennsylvania. 
In another record low, only 27% are happy with his job on the economy, which threatens to enter a recession, it says here, but of course we're already in one. I think what it should say, which threatens to enter a gigantic depression. The AP, uh, well, it goes on, but April 7th to 9th. So there you go. 28% approval rating. Zion President. So what are we going to do today? George is at Gulfstream. We've got the right. uh, Holy Bull stakes tomorrow, $150,000 Holy Bull, in preparation for the big triple crown. I can't believe already. Boy, the um, Derby is only, what, less than a month away now, first Saturday in May. Aren't you all whipped up about the Kentucky uh, Derby? I am whipped up. <laughs> and then we've got the uh, Freakness is what, on the 17th? Yes. Thank you, Steve. The Freakness? Right. Now, are we still working on that deal or what? Because I don't want to yes. come down there. Yes. I don't want to come out of that restaurant with just my uh, thing in my hands, you know? With just your program in your hand? It's not, uh, it's being worked on. It's uh, just not done, done yet. But. Oh, like my, like my deal. Correct. Like my extension, my coronal extension. Well, we'll get the things done. Get her done. That's, that's the line. Man. That's what Danny told me. Get her done. And George, also tomorrow is going to be out and about. Now, have you got any of your fans there yet? Come to no, see not there. yet. It's early yet, though. Oh, know. yeah. I, I'm sure. Yeah, They've never failed me yet. Right, yeah. We got Mad Dog. Oh, I forgot the Jerk Show at 2 o'clock. How could I forget that? Did the Heat play again, Chris, or not? Uh, tonight, I think. Oh, baby. Woo. The Jerk Show at 2. Then we got Mad Dog from Augusta from the Masters, 4 to 7. He loves that crap. I do underline crap. Uh, we don't have any um, first pitch thing tonight because the Marlin game is uh, where, where are they playing. I would have to find out. Oh, well, no, no please don't. Dolphins all asses, 7 to 9, then the VA show, 9 to midnight. Well, we don't. We only have um, the that 10-minute fake pregame Marlin thing on the, when they play at 7 o'clock to get five minutes of spots in there. That's what that's all about. Anyway, George, tomorrow will be from 10 a.m. to noon at the grand opening of Comp USA at 1740 North Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale. Come by for great savings on all your computer needs and to win some really nifty QAM prizes. Anybody believe that? No. Well, we'll give you whatever we got. Comp USA is back, and George will be there tomorrow from 10 to noon. So you're all over the place. Yep. Now, what's the story? Uh, where you are now, mm-hmm. which I guess you're in the same place every time you That's go right. there. Finish Line Casino. This is where they, uh, they like us. Where you are now. So there are people playing the machines now? Not just yet, no. There are machines over there, but uh, there are people that, uh, see, what happens is they open this place at 10. And, oh, I see. And people come in and have their, like, their coffee, start reading their program, set themselves up at the little tables, you know, the early birds. They start doing their, uh, their research the over here. handicrapping. Right. And then little well, by little, the, the, the place right. fills up, you know, and you don't get noisier and noisier as it, um, as it progresses. Mm-hmm. It's nice to have a bar here to my right and, uh, like, a, like a, I don't know what to call it, restaurant right in front of me. Really? You know. Somewhere between a snack bar and a restaurant. You know, they have all these different restaurants and eateries here. They have a yes. bar right outside, you know, right uh, in between this place and the, and the place next door. you got to come see it. And I guess I, you will. Well, I will, of course, next month. Or maybe today, maybe right now. If I get in the Pontiac right now, That's I right. there's time for uh, the races on Sunday. 4.30. Here's the poll today. What do we got? Has Chris got a shot at 1,000? Oh, yeah, easy, 8.77. How do we get 8.77 on a crap poll like this? Because it's a good poll. It is not. What is the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? 877 vote. Nipple rings, 211. A man's shoulder bag, 177. What about a fanny bag? Like that queen that uh, shows up most of the time. Does he still come around? Do you ever see him? Fanny pack? Uh, not yeah. lately, but you know, last time I was in Broward doing something, which I guess this is, but uh, further up there, mm-hmm. 
he uh, he shows up. Fantastic. Maybe he's not allowed to travel like south of a uh, certain. Maybe he'll show up tomorrow. Oh, uh, Speedo is one sixty-seven. A naval ring one eleven. Prince Albert piercing sixty-five. Tongue piercing fifty-seven. Earrings forty-one. That's that's asinine. Well, I was supposed to add something, but I'm not there, so I can't do it. Chris can do it. Right. Pinky ring. Pinky ring. Yeah, pinky ring. Earrings forty-one, sandals twenty-one, goatee twelve, necklace nine, and a mustache nine. Out of eight hundred eighty-one vote, Bob will have the thousand. Look at he split. Maybe this hour, although I doubt it. Look at he split. Look at he split. So we got two short fields there for the um, first two races, six and six. Okay, that means not a lot of horses, right? All <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, Which I'm makes starting it a lot scratch here. You know. down, I guess, but, this is uh, a handicapping 101. Presume I know nothing. Well, we know you know nothing. Right. So We gave, we, we gave you the $168 double I'll last time. Right rub that in for the rest of my life, aren't you? Nothing in your hard ass, and you won't listen right. to anybody else. You don't forget anything. I, you just pick the numbers. You only got six and six. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the entries here in the jockeys and the morning line odds. Mm-hmm. In the first race, when you got a horse that's six to five in the morning line, that means he's going to be a prohibitive favorite. That means the double is going to pay about... I don't know, maybe eight bucks. Yeah, you're going to explain that wheeling thing to me again. Dr. Stick, as in stick it, stick it, ticket like that. Ticket. See, that's an omen right there. Pascasio Lopez is the jockey. And a horse is six to five in a morning line, which is heavy prohibitive favorite. The next, the next lowest price is the four, Scarbum, at three to one. So Dr. Stick looks like, uh, at least what I got in front of me, which doesn't tell me anything, maybe a mortal lock. You know what that means? No. Like pretty, uh, pretty guaranteed to win. Oh, okay. Falls right. down or something yeah, like that's that. what I thought, but I'm not nothing. So I don't know. You don't want to wheel him in the double because the double's not going to pay. That would cost for uh, you could bet a dollar wheel at six bucks, but if the double pays eight bucks in for a dollar, you only get four bucks back, so you'd lose money. Okay. Well, I won't do that. I'm looking at one of the handicrappers picks the two BL's Metropolitan. He's five to one in the morning line, and the favorite is the five in the second race. So I'm leaning toward like um, six two six five. Okay, I got to get a program. Six two. I'll write it down. Not not official yet. I mean, it's a long way before the race. First race is what one or one fifteen? One fifteen, I think. Yes. So we got a long oh, yeah. way to go. We do a lot of foreplay before we play. Don't miss the chance to see Triple Crown contenders battle it out in Gulfstream Park's final stakes race before the Derby, as they present, before the Kentucky Derby. They present the $150,000 Holy Bull Stakes this Saturday. That's tomorrow, April 12. Supersized to a mile and three sixteenths, the Holy Bull has served as the prep derby uh, for some of the greatest three-year-olds in thoroughbred history, like Barbaro and Funnyside. And with just three weeks to go before the first leg of the Triple Crown, it is a must-see for racing enthusiasts everywhere. Holy Bull tomorrow. And as always, Gulfstream features free admission, over 5,000 free parking passes, plus two world-class casinos. George, little George, is there today. No charges to him, and who would pay anyway? Right. The best poker room in South Florida, brand-new video poker lounge, and fabulous dining options, including Christine Lee's and Ten Palm Super Buffet. So tomorrow's the Holy Bull, and George is going to be eating up a storm. I'm sure Steve is going to go, go around. Mm-hmm. Make the rounds there and get you some chow. And That's right. He's going to get a program right now. He already brought Start belching and puking and <laughs> pretending that Tom Jick is on the show. A lot of belching going back. Too bad about that guy that uh, they got in Mexico that, that uh, killed the uh, chick. You know what I'm talking about? No. The Marine. Actually, he's kind of like a, huh? The Marine. The Marine, yeah. He's kind of a human-looking guy. He looks almost uh, pretty decent. You know, yeah. you like to think, well, you so look at a guy that's like a decent-looking guy, you think, oh, he couldn't hurt a fly, you know, like Tony Perkins. No surprise. 
that only nasty-looking people can be like ass murderers, you know. Surprise. That's right. Just just because somebody looks pretty good don't mean they're a nice guy. Well, now, what is this? Oh, boy, I'm getting more ad faxes this morning. Don't yeah. you hate that, like poison? Oh, I'm getting, like, ad texts on my phone. You get those? No. I do. Ad text on your phone? Yeah, yep. just wait. You'll get Oh, I, I would kill somebody. Biggest names. The best talent. Here is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's Fat Twop Friday, you bastards. Yeah. Well, the bombs exploded with a mighty crash. From the hell right off the bond. I don't know how many minutes on that on uh, CNN. Certainly not news this morning. You people at CNN will all be in jail, okay? You ought to all be in federal prison except for Susan Candiotti. And is there anybody in uh, Jack Cafferty? Everybody else straight to jail. Especially Ricky Ticky Sanchez and Wolf Blitzkrieg. And when Wolf gets in there, I hope they force him to eat trafe. <laughs> so speaking of uh, your good, close, personal friend. Robert! That one. Yeah, yeah. So I was told by, uh, I can't say whom, last night on the phone. Oh, and uh, your close personal friend Rimmer called me last night to invite me right. uh, to take him to lunch tomorrow. That's Rimmer with the mustache? Yes. Mustache Pete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what they say about when that. I, when that phone is. rings and it's him, I just, I just want to kill myself. <laughs> I just want to go to the balcony and... I don't care. Oh, we were here for five days. He's a grandpa now. His daughter-in-law spit out a kid, and uh, now he's a grandpa, so I'm supposed to be excited about that, and I'm... So we'll have a celebratory lunch, I guess, tomorrow that I'll buy. Cheap bastard. But at any rate, so I had another call, and during the conversation, I come to find out that your friend, the goddess, who is so highly touted, oh, she's nationwide in Air-America, blah, blah. These people aren't making any money. No. And Air-America, of course, wasn't paying any money. I mean, it was not only not much salary there, but also it was like touch and go as to whether they were going to get paid. Scare America. As you know, they're a little financially challenged yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. So now the new deal is the Nova M Radio Network is thrilled to announce the addition of the Randy Road Show to its nationally syndicated talent offerings beginning Monday, April 14, this Monday. So she ain't going to be off the air very long. Although the Nova M Radio Network I never heard of. 
And nobody else did either. I never did. Well, I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. And it says here, Randy Rhodes is the number one rated progressive talk radio host in the nation. Right. Nova M. CEO John Manzo says, I just can't stop smiling. Randy is simply the biggest and the best. Randy Rhodes and Mike Malloy under one roof. Talk about talent. Talent! Randy Rhodes adds, with Manzo at the helm of Nova M., I'm truly going to work for the best of the best. He is radio elite, and I am too, she laughs. I'm home, I'm home, I'm home. Whatever that means. I have no idea what that means. The Randy Rhodes Show will air live Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on the Nova M. Radio Network. And then here's a blurb about Nova M. It's in the business of building a progressive talk radio network with the original founders of Air America Radio, who also can't pay their bills. Nova M Radio's affiliate markets include L.A., Chicago, San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, Miami. Miami. Ooh, what station? I have no idea. Phoenix, Portland, plus both Sirius and XM Satellite Radio. Nova M Radio nationally syndicates the Randy Road Show and the Mike Malloy Show, Malloy Show and operates radio station 1480 KPHX in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's got a blurb about Randy, about the goddess. you want to hear it? Okay. About Randy Rhodes. Randy Rhodes is a radio pioneer who put progressive talk radio on the national stage when everyone told her it could not be done. The Brooklyn native became a national talk radio hero to millions when in 2004 she left South Florida Radio, where she had the number one ranked show in her uh, talk show in her market for national syndication. When did she have the number one ranked show? I don't know. What, what demo? Randy started her... Radio Odyssey quite modestly by playing classic country in a storefront studio in Seminole, Texas, but today holds the mantle of the number one progressive talk show host in the nation. Randy is impeccably researched and infectiously funny. She starred in the HBO documentary Left of the Dial, is listed in Talker Magazine's Heavy 100, and probably watching C-SPAN right now, it's it. She knows her crap. And she gets sued a lot and mm-hmm. suspended and like that. You go, girl. Yeah, that's right. And got big pair. <laughs> It tells everybody to jam it, slam it, mm-hmm. slam it, jam it. Wow. So there's no money there. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Right. There are all these people who think, oh, gee, so-and-so is nationwide, and this one is, you know, I'm serious. They're not making any money. The only one that's making any money is Howard. Hmm. He hopped it up all for himself, you know, and that's fine. More power to him. He needs, you know, $100 million a year just to take care of the hair in the nose. There's some things, as long as I live, I will never understand them. Well, that's because you're a silly old fart, Neil. Yeah, you don't even like uh, Bob Marley. What, you talk about the Howard thing? Yeah. I don't understand it. it ain't for lack of trying. I do not understand it. Oh, you got to get on serious, Neil. you got to get on serious. Yeah, you're serious. Like I said yesterday, and I'll say it again, sometimes the poison that you know is the preferred poison. Okay. As opposed to the one that you don't know. Now, Cheap Channel, we know about them. We know about the, the sad history, the Petey Bolger and all, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. And we see the dreck that they put on the air. And, of course, just keep recycling the same old stuff and opening up a pot and putting swill on the air. Oh, look at that. The Dow's down 153. There must be something really bad going on today. <laughs> or something really good. You know how they hate 908 it. votes. Well, it all depends on who's uh, doing what, you know, on who's fleecing the public today. More than yesterday. Thank you again, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and your 28% approval rating. I can't imagine why. You butcher, you lunatic. I see. You better not say that. You'll get suspended. That that whole business about her getting suspended by Air America. Well, hey, there's the uh, your freedom of speech, uh, you know, people. Your First Amendment people. 
What, Air America? Well, isn't that what the left is, one of the things that's supposed to be important to not the left? Then. I, not then. Not No, no. Not Nazis then. of a different stripe. In addition to which, come to find out that the movers and shakers from that organization are swillery people. No kidding. Yeah. Gee. So, well, I mean, I'm just making it mm-hmm. official. Obviously. So the fact that she was uh, s- yeah. slimy and swillery right, and Geraldine right. Ferraro. You go, girl. And Geraldine, by the way, come up there, oh, well, I think she ought to be fired. Blah, blah, blah. Geraldine yeah, yeah, Ferraro yeah. turns out to be a really simpleton bitch. Mm-hmm. With a, with a mob family, whatever her story is. Remember that when she was running that's for right. VP? And, well, I got certain uh, skeletons in a closet. Yeah. That, that's what Mario Cuomo was always saying. Everybody said, hey, Mario, you're great. You're a wonderful speaker. You're a great leader. You ought to run for president. Oh, well, we've got the skeletons in a family closet. Uh-huh. And bodies what, in the what basement. What do they mean when they say that, skeletons in the family closet? <laughs> what are they talking about? I don't get it. Well, here's something for you, for all you hetero guys out there. Oh, thanks, finally. New movie offers just keep coming in for Lindsay Lohan. Uh-huh. Last month, the 21-year-old accepted a part in the upcoming Manson Girls, where she play one of Charles Manson's devoted followers. Now, The Sun reports Lilo, Lilo, how do you say that, Linda, Lilo? You got J-Lo and Lilo. Sure, Lilo, Lilo, whatever, you, you call it. Agreed to shed her threads for a role in a low-budget film. Set to play a nymphomaniac waitress in Florence, Lindsay purportedly countered the producer's request for a topless sex scene with a full frontal offer. She is fully aware of the potential of her body, a Tinseltown pal insisted. Lindsay wants to build up an image as a mature, responsible actress, naked preferably, I guess. All right. She got big boobies? I, I don't even know what they're, she looks like. They're big enough. They're big enough? Sure. I see. I have. Big enough to get your hands on? Mm-hmm. And then some. The minor money that comes with the indie flick isn't a turnoff for the I Know Who Killed Me star. Lindsay doesn't care if she's getting paid peanuts, an insider told the paper. She wants to remind people she can act and that she's worth hiring. Right. If she does strip down for the film, that'll make Lindsay's second skintastic appearance this year. In February, she paid homage to Marilyn Monroe in a fleshy photo shoot for New York Magazine. Mon. That's right. Well, and unlike some of these other uh, pseudo, where they say that somebody's posing nude, but they really don't, she did. She actually yeah. did. Showed, showed it. Did she have one? She has two. One right next to the other. No, I don't mean those. Well, she didn't show that. Oh. I know Swillery's got one. I'm sure of that. Although, uh, I think she is one. People at Air America will probably be very upset if I said that on the mm-hmm. air. Probably you're going to get suspended. No, I don't think so. That's the one thing I'll say here is they don't, they don't diddle with what you say too much, unless it's about farts. They don't care who you rip or tear or schmear or yeah, whatever. as long as it isn't fabric. That, well, who? <laughs> as long as it isn't fabric. Tearing fabric, get it? You never you caught following him, Chris? You never heard, heard, You've never heard that? Thank no. you, Chris. God. Yeah. What? You just tear a hole in your jeans, just tearing fabric? What was that? When somebody farts? Never heard it. All right, well. Tearing fabric? Yes. Mm-hmm. See, there's some of these things that I'm way out of the loop on. You know what? And like I've always said, I'm really pleased to nah, be able to say well, that. You know, come on down here. Get out of your I'm, ivory tower. I'm thrilled to be Get out of the loop. Get down on street level. Oh, there's that Marine again. I still say he looks pretty good. Give him to me for a couple of weeks. I'll straighten his ass out. <laughs> I doubt it. 917, although he tends to be a little... Although he looks like a crazy person. He's got that kind of look, that fiery look in the eyes, uh-huh. you know, like... Uh, Kind of like, like that. So anybody there yet playing the slots or what? It sounds no, uh, no. You'd hear it. You'd hear, I would it. hear it. But I, I imagine 
that uh, if you're a slot player, you probably go to the main casino upstairs. Upstairs. Wheel of Fortune. Certainly that's where you would go, right? right. Oh, I'm plunging my brain. The biggest names. The best How about the chicken? We got the chicken. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Friday, you bastards. The Middle Eastern world will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's going. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are now forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned, all comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads that Iraq has some. Weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now, Nazi Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide, table talkers all are saying. Blind obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Out of provoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall and have a virgin installed. With no objection at all, Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. You failed. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. 1034, 26 to 11 at 560 WQM. George is at Gulfstream today, all during the show. Go out there and bring him a big bag of money. Small bills, please. Yes. And a bunch of drugs. Yes, yes. And food. All of these things. Well, you know, you can find a pool that'll tell you just about anything that you want. So there's yeah. all kinds of pools. But this one is interesting. Okay. Public policy polling. Whoever uh, they are. All right. Barack Obama's taking the lead over Swillery, 45 to 43 in Pennsylvania, according to the newest survey from public policy polling. <laughs> a remarkable turnaround from PPP's last Pennsylvania poll conducted two and a half weeks ago that showed Swillery with a 26-point lead in the state at that time. That poll was released at the height of the Jeremiah Wright controversy the day before Obama's major speech on race in Philadelphia. Obama's been trending upward in national polling and many state-level polls since then, and this survey reflects that pattern. 
And then, of course, there was Swilly with her Bosnia problem. You know, that sniper fight? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Better duck, sweetheart. <laughs> In the last few weeks, there's been increasing attention given to the fact that a continuing divisive Democratic nomination fight could hurt the party's chances of defeating John McCain this fall, said Dean Debnam. President of Public Policy Polling, the major movement in Obama's direction in Pennsylvania could be an indication that Democrats in the state think it's time to wrap it up. Obama's narrowing the gap with white voters, trailing just 49 to 38, while maintaining his customary significant lead with black voters. He leads their 75 to 17 point. Obama also leads among all age groups except senior citizens, with whom Clinton's got a big 50 to 34 lead. The poll shows the standard gender gap with Obama leading by 15 points among men, while trailing by 10 points with women. They surveyed 1,224 likely Democratic primary voters on March 31, April 1st. Uh, no April fooling. Public policy polling, by the way, had the most accurate numbers of any company in the country for the Democratic primaries in South Carolina and Wisconsin, as well as the closest numbers for any organization that pulled the contest in Texas and Ohio. So evidently, this isn't just some fly-by-night bunch of uh, lunatics. Okay. Although it could be, but you never know. So how do you like that? That sounds pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. It's only April 11th, and we got another 11 days before the Pennsylvania primary. But, by the same token, Obama loses 10-point advantage over McCain, who's now tied with both Democrats. The fact that, see, what I tell you about the American people? Mm-hmm. Bush has got a 28% approval rating, and this lunatic who wants to continue his uh, policies, who loves the war, who never met a war he didn't like, uh, they, they like him. Based yeah. on what? He's a war hero, like Michael. Oh, like Eisenhower. Right. Republican Senator John McCain is a race Senator Barack Obama's 10-point advantage in a head-to-head matchup, leaving him essentially tied with both Democrats, according to an AP Ipsos national poll released yesterday. Last, late in February, Obama led McCain 51 to 41. The current survey, taken April 7th to 9th, had them each at 45%. In February, Clinton led McCain 48 to 43. The latest survey showed her with a 48 to 45 lead, but because of the... Uh, Margin of error in the poll, Clinton and McCain are statistically tied. So it's, uh, who, who the hell knows? Once they find out that McCain is a crazy person, once they find out... Oh, yeah, that yeah, sure. Not, they'll say, oh, we like him. We like the last crazy, the one that's in there mm-hmm. now. We don't like him uh, too much in the polls, but yeah, there's something about him we can't put our finger on. Maybe it's the naked chick in the uh, sunglasses that on the chini. Seriously, they spent like a whole segment on that. They kept yeah, showing the close it, right. up of it. Now, what do you think that is? <laughs> She's bald. She's being what? <laughs> well, that's one of the things they said. She looks bald, lady. She looks bald. She looks well, naked. Maybe that's and why he bald. had that look on his puss. Yeah, you know? Maybe. Or maybe he just shot her and shot her hair off or something like that. Who, who knows? This is the kind of schweinerei that goes on on television. I think television ought to be illegal between now and uh, after the election. No, no, just a special programming only. Like what? Yeah, naked people. Naked people, people yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that movie ought to be on 24-7, The Covenant. Or, or something for us straight people. There you go. There's nothing wrong with The Covenant. Don't be knocking right, at me we, if you we, haven't we, seen we, it. We could mix it up. Yeah, mix, mix this know. up. That? 926 votes on Chris's poll. You're going to get 1,000 pretty soon here. I'm thinking by maybe 11.30, thereabouts. All right. And then we can change the poll if I had no one on there, but I don't. So I better go during the break. I better go to a Charlie B's. Oh, no, we had a good one, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like a miracle. You people keep sending these polls in, please, pretty please. Oh, yeah. And we appreciate them profusely. Here's the one. Which of these do you find most difficult to do? Lie, cheat, steal, Love, trust, listen, sympathize, hate, or forgive. Okay. 
You don't like that? I like it a lot. I'm I'm popping it over to Eric right now, and once we get the thousand out, the other one will have this up there for the whole bit weekend. Aren't you thrilled about that? I know these polls yes, are going to do it for you. And by the way, Footsie is still working on that best burger in town. He's in the finals now, baby. Tobacco Road and Char Hut. And Tobacco Road is kicking big, fat, nasty ass. Now, have you guys, either one of you, heard of Tobacco Road? In yeah, Miami? I've been there. And? A couple times. What about it? Is it good? It's in Miami. Now, that's not what I asked. Is I it in Miami? I know it's in Miami. I haven't been there good? for years. Yes, it's uh, it's good. And According far. to that uh, foot, footsie poll, they got the best boogers in, boogers in town. Yeah, well, they could be on fire. I mean, they could be golden. I'm not going to drive all the way down there. They could be. Well, what about you, Chris? You live in Dave County. Yeah, no. And? No. Never been there? Nope. Never heard of it? Nope. You don't want to? Like, I know Tobacco Road, the area. I've never heard of a place. Well, like, what do you mean? There's business. an area called Tobacco Road in yeah. Dave County? I never heard of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Where's that? Wherever. I don't know. Is it by Ogis? No, because that's... Uh, yeah. Where is Tobacco Road? I don't it's know. It's in downtown been. Miami. The place. Downtown Miami? Oh, yes. my God. Thereabouts. And I've been there a couple times, and they have uh, good food. They had a big lobster special that is I went down there for. The they, have, Cam- they have live music. Uh, is it I don't by know, the yeah, House? Yeah, thereabouts. I mean, you know, it's all... Oh, uh, hi there, Neil Rogers. It's Gil Seagull and the Brothers yeah. of the Shepherd. I want to talk about the Camillus House. Uh, Those are the days, baby. WKAT. Gil Siegel and the... Camilla's house. I wonder if Gil's related to Chris Matthews. The biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Who ain't the only? She looks like a guy. She's seven feet wide. She makes me want to just cry. A chick with a dick. With two smelly chins, a bloated and ugly fat dick. She wants the media to stop abusing and ripping her in ass with songs like this. But we find that amusing from that self-promoting ugly bitch. How much were you paid for Monica's day? For Monica's day. By Richard C. Melinsky. I wish you all would leave me alone. I'm just like you two of you out there. I'm a human being, damn it. Leave me alone, don't bother me. Just who do you think you're fooling? You fat, obnoxious, ugly, smelly pig. You're really that drudge in a dress. You fell Okay, 1046, 14 before 11 at 560. WQM now must be starting to get a little bit... Uh, they are, they they must are be shuffling in. And, and by the way, there are people playing the slots now. And uh, I mean, I don't know how they're doing. They're on the other side of the. Uh, the Any bells here. ringing? Any people yeah, screaming? Yeah, no one. No bells ringing. I don't hear no there screaming are. yet. But yeah, they're, but they're they're people uh, taking their positions. You know, at their uh, their tables with their programs. I got my program here. Thank you, Steve. 
And? I have nothing. I feel, I feel like, you know, like one of the crowd, I got my coffee, and I got my program and my pen, and I'm looking over it as if I know what it means, and I don't. Yeah, you're one of the crowd. You haven't got a clue what it's all about. That's right. My hair is turning white, so I hey. Do you have any scratches in the first two races? Do you know? Is it up on the tote board? It's not. There's nothing up there yet, no. They've got the... Go to the uh, this is an automatic um, for the audience. I mean, they're all gone, but nevertheless, once they're gone... Oh, no, no. Oh, there's Santa Anita replay, the fourth race from yeah, yesterday. Yeah, white. They'll get you in the mood for a run. It's a tenorous field. It'll take forever to get them in the gate. Now, have you noticed that? I mean, you, obviously you're a novice, and you've been out there two, three, four times, whatever it's been. But have but have you noticed, though, that when the race is ready to go, and they start loading the horses into the gate, that some of them are a little bit, shall we say, recalcitrant, you know? Yes, yes, I have. And uh, how annoying it is as you keep thinking, get them in there already, okay? Right. Open the gate, start the race, and let's go already. That, that's the one thing about thoroughbred racing that just... Uh, like Oprah would say, it just stopped me cold from eating another burger. Who the hell is she kidding? What a what a self-important bitch with her billion dollars. Uh huh. She can take her billion dollars and sit on it and hatch it. Going up. Well, here's one. He don't want any part of that gate. He's he's going another. He's going west. Starting the gate is east. He's going west. Cold answer. Right up to the gate. Oh yeah. There he goes. Ready? Because then they're all set. I'm ready. Santa need a race for yesterday with the great Trevor Dudman. Santa, where they go? Hammond Star was all four quid. Okay, that's enough of that. So there's a, well, you'll, you'll know. Now, Steve, uh, finding out these things about any scratches in the first two, I mean, he ought to be running around like all over the yeah, place. Yeah, he, he is running around all over the place, bringing us food, bringing us coffee, uh, fetching, fetch me I'm a I'm not program. bringing you coffee, okay? Forget about the damn coffee. It's important you care about it up yet. some kind of stimulant. They'll have, right. They'll have it up on the board. they got the Gulfstream TV right in front of me, but there's nothing on there yeah. yet but their logo. Look at this one. is about 18 lengths well, taking over that bitch. He's keen to go on. Intouchable opens up to lead it by five lengths. With Julio Espinosa. Star is now tracking in the second position. Just well, I asked you this before, and you have... never gave me an answer. No. And what? it would probably be some slur, knowing you. Yeah. But why is it that so many of the jockeys are Latino? Or Latin, excuse me. I, I don't know. It must be uh, secret. one of those yeah, right things. Latins are small. Some of them. Is that it? Yeah. I never average. thought about that. Oh, this one is puking like a dog. Side perfect quality running on. No, You've been to Rome a lot. Aren't the Romans shorter than uh, the average American? Intouchable taken on by Hammett Star. Hammett Star, intouchable. The two to battle it out. Hammett Star drifting out a little. Intouchable just in front. Hammett Star weaving down the lane. But these two going to hit it together. Hammett Star and those, I believe, the intouchable again. How do you like that? Close finish. Very exciting race. Too bad you didn't see it. You could have been watching it right there. Oh, that's I right. I could have. The replay. No, you couldn't have seen it. These are replays on the uh, My Racing Network here. Okay, let's not get too race intensive because the audience starts getting real. Oh, what do they got? What do they got? The what audience. Got? The audience. Squat. Exactly. The audience has got squat. This is something to take... do in South Florida, which is rare. And all See, you even, do even you're getting into it. Yeah, well, it's something to do. See, I'm always... And you know, the, the you whole concept I don't watch. Racino is so popular everywhere else. This is the yeah. thing that really kills me when I read these horror stories about, well, so far in South Florida, it's been a uh, disaster, uh, like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the slots. And, of course, Jeb Bush set it up that way in the legislature to make sure they did everything in their power to try to get it to fail. But I have a feeling that... Uh, I don't know, it's pretty busy at the Hard Rock, but that's got nothing to do with that election. They already had it. The, the time I went upstairs slot. when I did play... Uh, yes. Wheel of Fortune at 1750 or whatever. Yes. Uh, the place was packed. At Gulfstream. Yeah. Good. 
Because I hope they have the real Wheel of Fortune. Now, you ought to send... Uh, I'll, get, I'll get a picture. I, I brought my camera. I'll take a picture yeah. and send it to you. During the show? Sure. How are you going to do that? Magic. Oh, seriously. How are you going to do that during the show? You have your computer there? I'll take a picture with my phone and send it from my phone. Oh, I see. With your phone. That's right. Well, excuse me. Metro PCS phone. Send your mm -hmm. picture message. Well, good. I want to see the... And they're going to take a picture of the Wheel of Fortune. How are you going to do that? You said it's up on the third floor. I'll take a walk. I'll send someone up with my phone, like Lee. Okay. I want to see pictures of the Dollar Stone. Wheel of Fortune machine, man. If they're the real machines, uh, I'll, I'll be there this weekend. I'll, I'll be there. Steve says they are. They're the wheel deal. They are? Yes. Well, how the hell does he know? He says he knows. He says he's a degenerate gambler. He knows all about the horses and the slots and all of it. I'll be damned. George knows about the slots. Yeah, just not the machines. Right. A Saudi blogger has made a short video featuring alleged Christian extremists preaching violence and a Bible passage calling for war in response to an anti-Koran film that sparked protests across the Muslim world. Yeah, all the religionists, baby. I'm going to tell you something. All religious extremists need to be put away. Yeah. Put them in Alcatraz and save the world for the rest Let of us. Let them kill each other. That's right. Put them on the inside of a wall. Let them kill each other. Raid al-Sayed told the AP Thursday that the purpose of his six-minute video is to show Islam should not be judged by watching Dutch filmmaker Geert Wilder's movie Fitna, which links terror attacks by Muslim extremists with texts from the Koran. It's easy to take parts of any holy book that are out of context and make it sound like the most inhumane book ever written, Al-Sayed said in a statement posted at the end of his video. This is what Geert Wilders did to gather more supporters to his hateful ideology to create schism. Al-Sayed, 33, said he lifted footage showing alleged Christian extremists and British soldiers beating up Iraqis from U... Cube, and used the same methods Wilders did. The video appeared to include footage from Jesus Camp, an American documentary about a summer camp for evangelical Christians that was nominated for a 2007 Academy Award. However, Al-Sayed said his movie entitled Schism was not directed against Christians. Wilders' film has angered Muslims around the world, sparking angry street protests in several countries and triggering calls for a boycott of Dutch goods. Well, excuse me. What do the Dutch have? Wooden shoes. I see. Cheese. Hookers. Drugs. Magic mushrooms. Really? Within 12 hours and horrible, horrible pea soup. So you've said. Within 12, in fact, you know where I think they get it? Remember we were talking uh, with Zach the other day about uh, his trip to Amsterdam and how he's shocked that they pee outside. You know, remember that, Chris? Yep. And that's where they get the pea soup, I believe. Yeah. Ew. Within 12 hours of posting, Al-Sayed said his video was removed from YouTube in Saudi Arabia with a message from the site saying the content was inappropriate. Inappropriate, baby! I sent it again with a message saying, before you delete schism, look at fitna. Both, delete them, both of you. Deem them inappropriate, he said. Late Thursday, Al-Sayed's video could still be accessed on YouTube and other websites, he said, adding it had been viewed by more than 5,000 users. Wow! Whoopie-doo! Woo! Raid's blog in, in Arabic, oh, there's a link to it in the story. The YouTube video can currently be watched here. You can go to our story and get a link to it. And, of course, we've got this story on our website. If you, those, you people out there that wonder, oh, where, is he, where was this from? Or, read it on our website on neorogers.com. Start reading those stories. Or Josh Cordes is going to get real impertinent. And stop. He's going to stop posting them. Well, some days he doesn't as it is now. Well, he's a busy guy. Evidently, getting drunk and getting laid, I mean, what the hell more is there? There isn't. You should try it sometime. I had a fine day yesterday, okay? Oh, good. So mind your own business. Got laid? Yes. Excellent. Well, not the way you say it. I mean, laid. Whatever. Whatever. Off. I had some uh, activity yesterday. How do you like that? All right. All right. All right. Yes. 
Not that it's any of your business, or that I feel I have to compel to report these things on the air. But since you're so, you uh, have to. Your 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 life no, belongs to the audience. No, I do not. Nine hundred forty-four votes. What is the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? Nipple ring, two twenty-eight. Man shoulder bag, one eighty-nine. Speedo is one seventy-three. Navel ring, one twenty-one. A Prince Albert piercing in your thing, seventy-three. Tongue piercing, sixty. Earrings, 42. That is such nonsense. Yeah. Got a lot of old people voting on that poll. Yeah, ev- evidently. They're using the old, old standard. Old, old farts. You think I'm out of touch? Touch this. No, not as Sandals, much as 22. Go T13. Mustache, as in Rimmer, 12. Necklace, 9. And pinky ring, Solamente Dos. <laughs> This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? No. This is the moment we learn something new. Before American Idol, you danced in the nude. You worked at a place that is called Dick's, and you didn't dance for any chicks. Now Seacrest likes you even more. You fairy. Performing on Idol was your biggest dream. Danny Noriega is not the only Eleven oh two at five sixty WQM. We got George out at Gulfstream today, plunging his guts out soon. Right, and by the way, you know we do have some cheesy prizes, as as you know, or maybe you don't. T-shirts, some hats, some pens, things like that. Crap. Right. For the humans that show up. Now, did anybody show up yet in the first hour? No. No, none of our people. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, not not no. a one. No, there are people here, but no, none of our. Not our people. Yeah. And not even. Hi, brother. No, not even. Know. Gee. What? I said not even. Wow. Not that we want George to. George is really lonely out there. No, not me. that lonely. No, I'm not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're that lonely, boy, it's time yeah, to end it all. No kidding. Nine fifty-six on your pull. Well, it's really slow there, Chris. I thought you'd already be to a thousand easy. No, they're just not taking it easy. What? They're just taking it easy. The new one's up there loaded and ready to go. Maybe they don't like the new one. Maybe they want to keep this one on there for a while. Bush administration officials from Vice President Dick Cheney on down signed off on using harsh interrogation techniques against suspected terrorists after asking the Justice Department to endorse their legality, the AP has learned. The officials also took care to insulate President Bush from a series of meetings where CIA interrogation methods, including waterboarding, which simulates drowning, were discussed and ultimately approved. 
Condoleezza, by the way, was in on these meetings as well. Along with John Ashcroft, George Tennant, Colin Powell, Roland Colin, and Condoleezza. A former senior U.S. intelligence official familiar with the meetings described them yesterday to the AP to confirm details first reported by ABC News on Wednesday. The intelligence official spoke on condition of anonymity because he wasn't authorized to discuss the issue publicly and he values his life a little bit. Between 2002 and 2003, the Justice Department issued several memos from its Office of Legal Counsel that justified using the interrogation tactics, including ones that critics call torture. If you looked at the timing of the meetings and the memos, you'd see a correlation, the former intelligence official said. Those who attended the dozen of the meetings agreed that there need to be a legal opinion on the legality of these tactics before using them on al-Qaeda detainees, the former official be saying. The meetings were held in the White House situation room in the years. Everybody's got a situation room, man. In the years immediately following the 9-11 attacks, attending the sessions were Cheney, then Bush Attorney General John Ashcroft, Secretary of State Colin Powell, sellout, CI Director George Tennant, National Security Advisor Condoleezza, Pleasa Condoleezza. Oh, and now Swillery was on there bowling. That's another thing. They spent not just the reflection in Cheney's sunglasses, they spent about five minutes on CNN this morning uh, showing pictures of Swillery bowling and Obama bowling and wow. Swillery with uh, that bull like Ellen and uh, who's the biggest dyke of them all and like that. Bowling. Mm-hmm. Hillary won, of course, because she got the biggest ball. I see. The White House Justice and State Department and the CIA refused comment Thursday after the spokesman for George Tennant. A message for Ashcroft was not immediately returned. He's too busy taking those, um, put, putting sheets over those naked statues all boobies, over the Capitol. Boobies, Remember that? Boobies, boobies, boobies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's putting sheets over boobies. <laughs> Senator Ted Kennedy lambasted what he described as yet another astonishing disclosure about the Bush administration and its use of torture. Who would have thought that in the U.S. in the 21st century, top officials of the executive branch would routinely gather in the White House to approve torture, Kennedy said in a statement. You, you go get him, Ted, and then threaten to drive them all home. Long after President Bush has left office, our country will continue to pay the price for his administration's renegade repudiation of the rule of law and fundamental human rights, said Ted. Disgraceful. And who, who cares about that when you've got important stuff going on like Dancing with the Stars? Yes. Dan- that is so, Yay. I mean, come on. Isn't it or am I wrong about that? Well, yeah. I don't know, gay in a homosexual way, but gay in a lame way, to be sure. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. All right, well, lame. Yeah. Dancing with the Stars. And there's Jason Taylor again. He can't make up his mind what she wants to be, you know? With the calendar, you know, with his um, modeling yeah, and his calendar help. and his dancing and his football and all that other crap. Oh, how can you say that about the great Jason Taylor? That's terrible. That's sacrilegious. Too bad. Leaves me limp. Makes me want to vomit. Although I'm sure Chris is a big fan. Of a pool player? Yeah. Everything else? I don't care. Of his dancing? I haven't watched it. 9.59 in the pool. Boy, this hour better get to that thousand or I'm just going to lose my confidence in you altogether. Now, what's the story? Have we got any uh, information up there or not? No, but during this next break, I'm going to send someone up with my uh, camera. No, we don't have any information. You keep threatening to do these things, and nothing ever happens. Well, the place doesn't open until 11 anyway. It didn't open until 11. We discussed that earlier. You said 10 or 11. And then I said 11. They said 11. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's 11.07 now, last time I checked. Right, so during this break, somebody will run up and uh, get some pictures. Take a picture of the Dollar Wheel of Fortune machine. I want a good machine, man. And I also want to see what the jackpot is up there. We're list up on top, you know? Okay. Which I'm the progressive jackpot. Which here they're at Woodbine, they're 166. No, now they're 190 grand. 
because they're all connected. So they all keep going up and going up. And, and about once every six months, somebody wins one. I'm at. And Chris is saying, why do you get up? Oh, tomorrow morning I'll be getting up real early to go to Woodbine, by the way, Chris. Congratulations. I'll be getting up probably around 5, 5.30. I'll be there by 6 or 6.30 in the morning. There will be almost nobody there. I can find me whatever machine I want to play, peace and quiet. And if, it, if it's not paying, I'll try another one. That, see, it's not, I don't understand why it's so difficult to understand that. If you have even the most... Now that we've talked about it, I understand yes. your reasoning. Mm-hmm. When the first time you said, oh, yeah, I got up at like 5 o'clock in the morning to go gambling, it was funny. Once you've explained, I explained your it to you reasoning the very behind okay? it... No, I explained you first it to you right said, from no, the very beginning. First right you said I got up at like 5.30 in the morning. To go fishing. Uh-huh. See, personally, I mean, I'm just speaking for myself. I would rather get up at 5 in the morning. I don't want to get up at 5 in the morning, period. I don't want to. But I do because I enjoy it and I have a good time. I'm usually pretty lucky when I go out there real early. Not always, sometime. Now, back in the day when I was a novice at this crap, and I'd get up like at 2.30 in the morning and, and have my cabbie pick me up at 3 in the morning and take me out there on a the weekend, and it would still be jam-packed, and you still couldn't get the machine you wanted. Huh. Well, because on the weekend, people can, you know, they can stay till 4 or 5 in the morning until they collapse or go broke and they uh, tap out all their credit cards, and then finally they pass out and I'll bail out of there. On a weekend, they don't have to get up and go to school, go to work, go to uh, hell, whatever, the next day. Follow? Go to lunch. Go to lunch, George. I will, without moving. Now, what's Steve going to bring you today? I don't know. I'm thinking of having, uh, you know, some corned beef. Hmm. Corned beef sandwich. Air traveler angst was sure to continue today as American Airlines grounded hundreds more flights. All right, American. You guys are doing it. The financial toll and loss of goodwill likely would grow as well as the inspection-related mess spread further to other carriers and hurt industry already bleeding cash thanks to high fuel costs. The uh, people at American wanted me to say, hey, thanks, Mr. President, for those very, very modest gas prices. Let's take a look at how everything is doing here on this uh, BNN, on this, uh, I don't know what that stands for. Body mass index. That's Canadian. Canadian uh, business news business news network. Uh huh. Actually, it says it right there. So if I weren't so stupid, I could. But I figured it out myself. Gold nine hundred twenty-four dollars eighty cent an ounce. Boy, we should have put all our money into gold, shouldn't we? Uh huh. George, by the way, has got this real hot shot attorney that's going to get him a big deal when we uh, resign our deal. Yeah, his name is Norm Kent. His name is uh, Jan Murray. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oil, $109.63 a barrel. It keeps changing. It changes like more than once in a second. Isn't that shocking? Mm-hmm. Canadian loonie is only ninety-seven ninety. That's good news for me. It's down from uh, like a buck ten at one point. But the euro is one fifty-eight and change. Wow, almost one sixty. Not good. Nicht gut. So I guess you're going to have to cut down on those European trips, George. All right. Damn it. Just when things are starting to get good over there. Lawmakers are asking questions, and some fed-up air travelers are heading for trains. Others gave the airlines a pass, saying the companies were doing the best they could. If somebody's got a choice between being in a plane crash and being late, is there a choice? Jane Bernard, a writer from New York, who was delayed by at least three hours en route from LaGuardia to Miami, said Thursday. Of course, when you're en route to Miami, what's the big hurry? Mingo Valencia, a 60-year-old, struck at... uh, Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport, stuck there while heading home to Midland, Texas, wasn't so gracious. Poor management, he said. Congress also weighed in yesterday. The FAA official who ordered safety audits last month, Nicholas Sabatini, faced tough questions from a Senate subcommittee about the agency's lax oversight of airlines and his own accountability for recent breakdowns. 
The FAA noted that airlines had 18 months to check electrical wiring on MD-80 jets since an initial order was issued in September 2006. Let's see, I've also got an article in here about there's another airline that's uh, going bust. Frontier Airlines, you ever hear of them? Yeah, sure. Northwest, flown them. I beg your pardon? I have flown on them. That's what, uh, when you, when well, you go... Well, guess what? Right. Frontier Airlines files for bankruptcy but plans to keep running. All right. They filed for Chapter 11, but unlike other airlines filing for bankruptcy in recent weeks, Frontier plans to keep running while it reorganizes. The low fare carrier said its filing Friday came after an unexpected attempt by its principal credit card processor to start withholding significant proceeds from the sale of Frontier tickets, which threatened to hurt Frontier's liquidity. The chapter filing in U.S. Bankruptcy Court in New York prevents the credit card processor from increasing its holdback, Frontier CEO Sean Mankey said. By filing for Chapter 11, now we have time and legal protection necessary to obtain additional financing and enhance our liquidity. Frontier, whose major hub is Denver, has been affected, as other airlines, by rising fuel costs and the credit crisis in, in financial markets. It operates flights out of Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach, Fort Myers, Orlando, Tampa, and Jacksonville in Florida. ATA, Skybus, and Aloha our Air Group have all filed for bankruptcy recently, but Mankey said Frontier's reasons for doing, doing so were different. They're going to keep flying. Of course, they might have to, you know, bail you out in mid-flight because they don't have enough fuel to get you to where you're going. But at least, at least you'll take off, maybe. It's a good sign. Take off, eh? Yeah, like I did on Tuesday. Just took off. I thought, I, as I look back on it, I thought it was fun. And I okay. stopped on the way back and won the 800 bucks at Woodbine. And that, that inspired <laughs> me to go the next day and win that 2600 See there? Yeah, see there, Chris, Mr. Hotshot. 966 on the pool. I'm thinking that you've got a half hour to get to 1000 Otherwise, guillotine <laughs> Off of these heads. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Even loves Neil Rogers. Girls Gone Wild is the video that shows real girls flashing their goods during spring break week in Florida. But what about the hotties who spend the whole year in Florida? Now they've got their own video. It's Golden Girls Gone Wild. Who's in it? Why, it's all your favorite Golden Girls. Dorothy, Rose, Blanche, and the always seductive Sophia. I shudder to think what was under that dress. Well, you won't have to think, because Golden Girls Gone Wild is two full hours of these ravenous retirees showing loads of wrinkly skin. I am the most attractive and available woman in all of Miami. Golden Girls Gone Wild. These hotties with hot flashes are going topless every chance they get, uh, except when their arthritis flares up. Now, I'll never be able to open my blouse again. It doesn't get any sexier than this, but don't take our word for it. Listen to what the Golden Girls are saying about each other. She looks like Ava Golden. It's Golden Girls Gone Wild. Watch it just one time and you'll agree. Dark day in the history of mankind. Golden Girls Gone Wild. Call now. It's 11:17, boy. There was a bad spinoff, Maud. That's uh, wow. That, that would be a good poll question. What's the worst spinoff uh, in TV history? Good idea. We haven't done that. Maud. Mm-hmm. Rhoda. Ooh, Dendron. <laughs> Pretty flower. Swillery used her. Now you got the uh, scratches yet for the first two races? Probably aren't. No. You got nothing? There's nothing right. Although the boys are upstairs taking pictures with my phone as we speak. The boys? Yeah. What boys are those? Steve and Lee, the two Oh, here's the first race at Woodbine last night. Christopher Ruin, he'll find the first first to stop. Christopher Ruin, the final the turn. So it's the three to the five chalk, favorite three to society five. cat in charge here. Back into second now, trots along Clerk Magist. 
And when we all get to a racing intensive, like I said, the audience gets really nervous and jerky, and they stare. Oh, gee, I think Woo uh, Woodsy has got that the pole on now about the burger. We better turn that on. You know? Gil Mike three wide around that one goes in the proverbials three quarters one twenty eight. Let's see if this three or five shot holds on. Because you know what I think about chalk. Oh yeah, just sitting chilly. A late break for finish line debate. Trotting up from the pocket spot is Clerk Magistrate with three legs to make up on the leader, and it's still Society Cat with a three to five shot, three sixty for two bucks. That's not so bad if you had like 20,000 bet. You know what's really, uh, really fun? What? Sex? When you, when you go to like some podunk track like Jackson Harness Raceway in Jackson, Michigan, where we used to go a lot in my Michigan days, mm -hmm. and you bet enough to change the odds on the horse. In other words, there's so little amount, like early. Oh, okay, early I get it. Yeah, that must and you make bet 20 bucks a horse. The horse is like uh, uh, one to five. Heavy favorite because mm -hmm. you're 20 bucks. That's great. Nah, it's just kind of fun. I mean, it's it an makes you feel thing, powerful, you know? yeah. Look at the power. Bet 100 bucks to win, and it's like one to nine. Hillary Clinton used a trademark laugh on Thursday <laughs> to deflect a question about the $800,000 her husband earned in 2005 giving speeches for a Bogota based group that supports the Columbia Free Trade Agreement, the same trade deal that she currently opposes. <laughs> Asked by CNN if those earnings represented the conflict of interest, given that she's dipped into her family's pocketbook to pay campaign bills, <laughs> Clinton threw up her hands and laughed loudly for several seconds. <laughs> How many angels dance on the head of a pin, she responded, continuing to giggle. <laughs> I have really uh, nothing, uh, nothing, I mean, how do you answer that? She has nothing, that's right. <laughs> you have nothing, honey. <laughs> the New York senator explained that, well, she's bowling, though, and she, in fact, uh, she was throwing lots of gutter balls. I mean, I know Obama threw one, but she threw a whole bunch of gutter balls. That's where she belongs, in a gutter. The New York senator explained that there are different sides to the argument over trade and reemphasized her own opposition to the trade deal, assailing the Colombian government's outrageous record of targeting labor leaders. <laughs> I'm against the Colombia free trade deal, she said. It doesn't matter who talks to me. It doesn't matter any, uh, it doesn't matter any circumstances, whatever that means. I've been against it. I am against it. I will be against it. The kind, absent the kind of changes in behavior that I've been calling for from the Colombian government. You know, those Colombians. <laughs> Earlier in the press conference, describing her husband's advocacy for the trade deal, Clinton said, everyone's free to express their opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he's free to express his opinion, but he ain't getting none from her anymore. As if. They got the pictures yet of the... Uh, yeah, they came back. Apparently, there's a no-picture policy, but they had to be sneaky about it. We probably shouldn't say that on the air. Well, what difference does it make? And why is there a no-picture policy? Well, why don't you ask somebody who said there's no pictures? Oh, wait, there goes... A, oh, no, no, I just made that up. Was he just joking about it? Or what? No. I'm going to send you what they took. They snuck some. Probably shouldn't say that on the air. Why not? Why not? If it's like the real thing, you know, like Coke, it's the real thing, although we don't like Coke that much. Like I don't Pepsi. like it at all. My, you'll be pleased to know that I'm drinking my caffeine-free diet Pepsi again today. We've got gallons of it, jugs, big jugs. So you're going to Yahoo me that? Yes. Great. Well, that's going to get me all whipped up, and then probably later on today I'll have to rush out to Woodbine <laughs> and plunge my guts out. I'm not addicted to slots. I'm addicted to the Wheel of Fortune. Dollars. And a little bit five dollars, like on Wednesday. Is that can you can you relate to that? I mean, is it possible that to each his own? But yeah, yeah, you 
enjoy that game. Yes. And so you play that game. I like the yeah. spins, all of the spins. Some people like to play, uh, you know, Guitar line. Hero or Dance Dance Revolution. That's right. There you go. And, of course, I love the uh, hee-haw, the chicken, the screaming chicken. Hee-hee, hee-haw. If you find any screaming chickens out there, you better play that game. They're everywhere. Oh, not the machines, though. 976 votes on the pool, and I think uh, pretty soon we're going to get to $1,000. We're going there very slowly, Chris. Very slowly, like the tortoise. 978, like I just said. What's the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? Nipple ring, 233. Man shoulder bag, 194. Speedos, 181. Navel ring, 126. A Prince Albert piercing, 76. Tongue piercing, 63. Earrings, 45. Earrings, my ass. Sandals, 23. Mustache, 13. Goatee, 13. Necklace, 9. Pinky ring, 2. In fact, I'll tell you one thing. If every guy that's wearing earrings was gay, I'd be uh, real busy. Yeah. I'd be chasing a lot more people, I'm telling you right now. He'd be in better shape. Because I see some real, real hot stud hetero guys, at least I'm assuming that they are, wearing earrings. All the gangster rappers wear earrings. They're not the... uh, You know how straight they are. I know you're not. They're not even close. I'll let you deal with them. It's your okay. crowd. That's right. Yo, yo. That's where George gets the good stuff. <laughs> One of these days, man, you're going to be looking for the good stuff, and Sigourney Weaver's going to be there with a sad look on her puss. Boy, right. that's such a good movie. Man. I got good stuff for And I actually remember the name of it this time. Maybe that's because I finally got my blood sugar under 8,000, you know. It's not great, but it's, I'm, I'm getting there. Although yesterday I did have something bad. Uh-oh. And the bad news is that this deli over here by me that I go to a lot, which used to be a real deli, I mean, kind of like a deli. You know, it was like, it was like one of those places that was a deli with like all, a million things on the menu. So it was like American, Canadian, mm-hmm. deli, little deli. They don't have the kishki anymore. They haven't had that in ages. And yesterday, what did I want? Kishki? No. Hot dog? No. Weenie? No. Oh, you wanted blintzes. Right. Not on the menu anymore. Oh, good. Good. See, they saved your life. No, they didn't. I had a bowl of roasted mushroom no soup. Blitzes. Are you listening to me or not? Roasted mushroom soup? Oh, God, was that good. Where it's got, like, um, the chunks of mushrooms in it, and then also they, like, uh, mince up, like, little bits of mushroom in it. Yeah, I know you like the mince exactly. up. And I had chicken parmesan, which I didn't eat the pasta that comes with it, so I was good on that kind. I was doing okay until that point. And then I had a score Sunday. Uh-huh. What? You're going to tie up there. For dessert. But then the rest of the day, I didn't eat much of anything. I got my sugar back to a right. almost reasonable level. I'm, you know, That's right. You had lot. some sex, so you got some I woke up, some calories Yes, I did, off. as a matter of fact. You burned some calories off. That's good for you. Mm-hmm. Less eating, more of that. 982. That's all this man knows. Screwing, 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 doing, What screwing. else is there? You need 18 more votes. I don't know. It's a good point. Maybe I'm going to go up. Maybe I'll leave right now and go and see if I can find some not no, no. company. Slacker. Why not? Wait till 2. You're the one that's telling me. You're instructing me. That's right. You're giving me life instruction. Wait till 2. Work before pleasure, buddy. Oh, and about polls. I beg your pardon? Dealing with polls. Um, I'm told that uh, Tobacco Road has a cowboy burger that's stunning, so, you know. You're you're told by whom? By uh, Mr. Jason Jackson. I told you he's a loyal listener. Well, that's good. You mean jerks? No, Jason Jackson. He'll be on at 2 this afternoon, Jerks, by the way. Jerks is in the works, and we got some heat stats. Boy, it'll be so good when that season finally ends mercifully. Do you know there are only 48 games out of first place? That's all. I never pay any attention to the NBA, but I was sitting having my nice lunch yesterday without the uh, blintzes, and I was reading, you know, I, 
One thing about me, if I go to lunch alone, mm-hmm. which I seldom do, but I did yesterday, uh, I always have to buy a newspaper or two, and I read the papers while I'm eating. Okay. You can't relate to that? I don't touch newspapers with my hands or anyone else's. Oh, that's right. You're not a newspaper guy. Not well, anyway, so I looked at the NBA standings, and I saw how I knew they only won 14 games all season, but to actually see that they're 48 games behind Boston in the standing. With like you know a handful of games left, that is just staggering, embarrassing, humiliating, and degrading. And of course, in South Florida, typical. Friday, you bastard. This is the Situation Room. In for the vacationing Wolf Blitzer. The newest addition to the best news team on television, Gildy Gildstein. Hi, this is the Situation Room. What we got here is a wide variety of situations. Let's go now to our Situation Correspondent, Kimbo. Hiya, Bo. Hey there, little dude. We got a situation. What's the situation? Well... It's not a groovy situation. It's more like a... A situation? Sure. Is it a sports-related situation? Well, that's the situation. It don't got to be. We're on CNN. The best damn news team anywhere in the universe. Uh, Well, like, it's a good thing we got a room for this. A restroom? No. Situation room, man. We'll be right back after this five-minute block of pharmaceutical and big oil ads. Corporate is your friend. You're only friend. <laughs> 11.32 at 5.60 WQM. Before you know it, uh, it'll be noon, and then, of course, uh, well, pretty soon we're going to be changing the pool. That's most important. Second important is when we get the uh, scratches up for Gulfstream, find out if we got the uh, full field. I say right. full field. It's only six horses in each race. Right. I mean, now, does that make it easier to win? To win less money. Oh, okay. The good news is I saw the pictures. All right. You get both Excellent sets. News. Cause what? Uh, did you get both sets? Because Steve sent you some too. I think he has two little... sets. There are two pictures. All right. Well, no, Steve sent you some too because his uh, phone camera phone is a little bit. Well, I'd like to see a picture of the whole row of machines because the dollar machines yeah, right. there, which are the right ones, by the way, those are the real ones. Go to Gulfstream if you really want to play Wheel of Fortune, not the Erzatz ones like at Hard Rock or the ones that don't pay at Pompano. But at any rate, uh, so those are the real ones. And I noticed they have the five times next to the double diamond ones, which don't play the double diamond. They suck. I hate them. Okay. Well, the payoffs on them are below. I mean, you know, on the line, it's crap. But that's a beautiful thing because they're the real machines, Mon. And then the $5 machine, really good news is that these are the two-coin machines, not the rapier uh, butt machines. <laughs> I no, the ones that, that there's there some of the it's old ones, which machines. they had a couple of them at Pompano in the $5 room. <laughs> there are three coin machines, 15 oh. bucks. Every, every time you hit the button, it's 15 bucks. What does the stool for those machines look like? Just like the stool <laughs> in the bowl. Just like all the stool looks like. Crap. You follow what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Three coins, my ass, on the $5 machine. But these are two coin jobs, 10 bucks. I mean, it's still, you can lose a lot real fast on those if they're, you don't get a good machine, Mom. But that's good. Good to see. Makes me be Jones. And I wish. And you know what else you got to find out for me? I'm sure I could find out online, but since we're supposed to be promoting the hell out of Gulfstream. Right. Um, what hours the uh, ca- casinos are open there? Okay. 
We'll find out. Surprise, huh? We will find out. Because, of course, Woodbine is 24-7. Now, once upon a time when I started going there, that was only on the weekend they were 24-7. And, like, Monday through Wednesday, they were open, like, from 9 in the morning until 3 in the morning. So what I would do is, I, uh, you know, on those days in the summertime, mm-hmm. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when I don't work, I'd have my cabbie pick me up at about 8.15, and I'd be there like at 10 to 9. And there'd be about a dozen of us standing in line waiting for them to pull away the, the, the rope, you know, the velvet rope to open up the, uh, so you could go in. Yeah. Is that sick or what? Well, that's like going at 5 in the morning. Yeah, I mean, It's the same thing. Cause you, and you know something? Many a time I would go in there and rush to my favorite $5 machine. There was one that used to be just loose as a goose in a caboose. And uh, many a time I had five grand on the wheel on that baby. How do you like that? About ten times. And, of course, the way I make it sound like, oh, gee, you're going to win so... No, of course not. You're going to lose your ass in the long run, but... You'll have to do it. Chris, now, the kind of money he's making, he ought to be there right now. He ought to be upstairs playing Wheel of Fortune. Penny machine? You could afford to be playing the quarters. For five minutes. yourself a great time. What? For five minutes. You could probably make more in an hour than you make all week. What's the long pregnant pause? I'm telling you right now. You could make more in an hour on a machine. If you got a good machine, then you Somebody make more. Somebody the money That's right. For the first quarter. I was going to say, what's that other thing? George made 750 on a machine. He didn't even know what he was That's doing. That's right. No, I didn't. What's that saying? It takes money to make money? That's correct. Well, I'm missing that first part. Oh, well. Well, I'm, uh, listen, I'm working with this uh, real hotshot lawyer. Yeah? His name is Macy Pippick. Oh, you got a new one? Yeah, his name is Macy Pippick Jan Murray. And he's going to uh, include you in the deal. All right, it's C-H-R-I-S. Yeah. Schmendrick. Nine eighty nine on the poll. Boy, I sure wish we get to that thousand. This is like pulling teeth today. Of course, it's a Friday, and we're getting really close to Pesach, not that far away. What, what's the date again? April uh, something. Another week or two for Passover. Because one now we had early Easter this nineteenth. Oh boy! So it's a week from uh, tomorrow. So I'm assuming the nineteenth at sundown. Correct. Next Saturday night at sundown. Pesach, baby. Get out the matzah, all that stale matzah from last year. Get out the Pesachiki candies. Get out the wine. See, every Jewish holiday, man, got a lot of wine. That's right. I remember when I was five years old and we had a Seder, a Passover Seder at our house. My grandfather was alive. Wow, that's amazing. On my father's side. Bugsy? No, that's my uncle. Okay. And they gave me a little glass of wine, Manischewitz. I was five years old. Uh-huh. I was just, I was just tipsy, man. I was like flitting around like some kind of a, yeah, like Tinkerbell. I guess that's when we first noticed. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I could blame the wine. Try the wine. What's going on in Boston? Right outside. Here's what the we state house evacuated. A fire alarm and a pungent smell. A pungent uh, smell. The building and then firefighters went to running through the hallways. Well, Mitt Romney must have farted again. 991 in the pool. We're getting there. We'll make it. So what's the story with the uh, racing? They're showing some uh, replays of yesterday's races right now. Good. Excellent. Better than just having the logo up there. Uh-oh. Two-fifths. Well, that looks like uh, Rick Zeron there on the four. 158 and two in the seventh race at the Woodbine. The Z-Man. Yep, there you go. Barone Hole. 270. Prohibitive chalk. That's one thing about harness racing, man. Too much chalk. I love it, but too much heavy chalk. You know, who wants to bet a double, a $2 double, and get 280 back for the double for two winners? Yeah, no, You finally figured out what the daily double is? I, I, I think I have a good idea. What is the, it? Fir- the first two races, when you um, bet to win in the first two races and you get them both, 
Yeah, I'm on ticket. Right. Right. Now, right. sometimes well, there are a lot of tracks now that have like a late double on, like the last two races. Okay. So that, you know, you have a chance to bail out, you know, if you've been losing all day, and then you bail out on the late double. Now, is that the same as the wheeling thing, which I'm still not clear on? Wheeling West Virginia. It's wheeling down. I see. Chris has been there. No, what do you mean by no, that? Yeah, the wheeling wheel. The that's double, the wheel. that is correct. Or oh, okay. Wheeling is all kinds of things, like you can wheel right. a horse on top and the trifecta. All right, I'm trying to get it straight here. Or wheel a horse on top and the perfecta I want to be one of these guys. I want to be able to talk like Fat Rich. You know, I had the well, two over the four, five, six. Much now. No, I know, but... Just say, I had the super! I had the super! Like that. I want to know Just all like the jargon. Say, I had the super, and they'll look at you like, yeah. I want to learn all the languages. Including race language. I had the super. You know what the people said? Well, congratulations. Get a life. Yeah. Poor Rich. Poor Rich. Only now, after he died, I'm finding things out. I'm not, not that I'm really? really on the air with him. But. Okay. How can you know somebody for 20-some years and go to the track, uh, you know, two, three times a week with the same person or all that time and not really know that much about them? But that, See, can. that's one thing about me. I'm not nosy. I right. don't stick my nose into people's business. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just me. I really not that I'm disinterested, but I just I don't I don't really need to know. And sometimes in life, the less oh, yeah. you know, the better right. off you are. <laughs> right? Am I right about that? Yeah, you yes. are. So I like that six in the first race, who is six to five in the morning line. It's only a six horse field when you got a six to five favorite with Pascasio Lopez, Doctor Stick, Doctor Stick, ticket, ticket, ticket. Don't you see the? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's sitting yeah, right yeah. there for us, man. Right. Ticket. These are three-year-olds, and also the second race is three-year-olds. Well, the one in the second race is called Funny Buck. Careful mm-hmm. how you say that. Oh, no. <laughs> Bunny? Funny. <laughs> Buck? Bunny Lake. <laughs> the five is Prince Steve. You ever see a bunny? With Eddie Castro. Eddie Castro is a damn good jockey. Well, there are a lot of good jockeys. There's uh, George Chavez. Jorge Chavez has got the three in the... Uh, Second race. He's only two to one in the morning line. Second choice. And Eduardo Nunez. Is that a friend of yours? Is that somebody you know? Who? Jorge Chavez. When you no. mentioned that, like he, uh, you know, like you know him. Because you know him. I know the top jockeys. Okay, anybody right. who knows anything about horse racing knows George Chavez. Wow. My God, what is wrong with you? I know nothing about horse well, racing. Well, there you go. Although just because you. he's a great jockey, though, doesn't mean he's going to win every race. Tell you what, if you want to uh, race me he's on no a horse, I'll win. If what? If you want to race me on a horse, I'll win. You know, actually race. Don't miss the chance to see the Triple Crown Contenders battle it out at Gulfstream tomorrow. The uh, $150,000 Holy Bull Stakes. A mile and three sixteenths. And, of course, the Holy Bull serves as the derby prep for some of the best three-year-olds in thoroughbred history, including Barbaro, won't see him no more, and Funny Side. With just three weeks to go before the first leg of the Triple Crown, it's a must-see for racing enthusiasts everywhere. The Holy Bull Stakes manana at Gulfstream. Check your email again. The best talent. It's Friday, you bastard. Hello and welcome to A Current Affair. Senator Larry Craig is facing new allegations about his past sexual behavior. Sunday's Idaho Statesman newspaper identifies four men who claim they either had sex with Larry Craig or were the subject of his sexual advances. Senator Craig, what is your problem? I seek activity in bathrooms. Oh, you openly admit it. Yes. The four guys. Did you have sex with them? Yes. Hot, steamy, man-on-man, naked, sweaty, wrestling on the garage floor kind of sex? Yes. That's freaky. Whoa, oh, Larry, 
your foot's touching me. Uh, your foot came toward mine. Mine came toward yours. Was that natural? I don't know. No, that's not natural. Dude, your foot unzipped my pants. Yes, it did. Senator Craig, unless you want to pull back a bloody stump, it'd be best to keep your feet to yourself. Yeah, probably would. 14 to noon, and I hate to break the news to you, but Steve Sloan is like a little like that. He sent me two pictures. They're both the same picture. Oh, okay. Well, maybe and they have just... nothing to do with Gulfstream. They have to do with him standing there in front of a sign about, <laughs> I don't know. What? No, I'm laughing at Steve right here. Telling him maybe he's uh, a little bit technically challenged. I, I think he is. Like um, I'm telling him right now. two pictures, neither of which I'm interested in, and uh, both of which are the same. Okay, but the good news is he got the uh, casino hours for you. Yes. Sunday through Thursday, 9 a.m. to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. till 5 a.m. Woo! Yeah. So I can go there like 3 in the morning, plunge my guts out. Sure can. Anyway, here's the... Uh, we, we didn't get to 1,000. I changed the poll anyway because I'm sick and tired of waiting for that last one. It happens every... almost every day, doesn't it? Yep. Yep. We get to 9.99, and then Eric uh, puts his foot, his big fat foot on that big fat brake, and it's like, uh, you know, give me a break, Eric. What's the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? Final totals, 9.99. Maybe it went over to a thousand. Let me see. View previous. Did it? Not yet. Oh uh, well, it won't. Well, what do you mean not yet? Well, if someone has it up and it's just sitting in the background, um, they can vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the gayest fashion accessory a man can sport? Nipple rings two thirty-eight. Man shoulder bag two hundred. Speedos one eighty-two. Navel ring one twenty-eight. A Prince Albert piercing seventy-eight. Tongue piercing fifty-five. How can you how can you eat when you have a tongue piercing? It doesn't bother them. They say they eat around it. Ooh. Earrings 45, nonsense. Sandals 23, mustache 13, like Rimmer and Ernie Kovacs. Name somebody else famous with a Jerry Colonna. Who with else has a ring? mustache? Oh, Who? with a tongue ring? No, a mustache. Tom Selleck. There you go. Uh-oh. Uh-huh. Hey, see? A goatee 13, necklace 9, and pinky ring 5. If you have a pinky ring and you're on Dancing with the Star, there's a good chance that you're... Yay. That you're Spiny. a screamer. Pete Lenny wears a pinky ring. Like I said, does he really wear a pinky ring? He really does. Pete Lenny ought to wear a stinky ring. I think it is. He just really, he just drives me insane, that guy. He's just annoying. Is what he is, annoying. Butt-sucking, annoying. Yeah, I think he's just an anti-Semite. Yeah, that must be it. Fourteen votes on the pool, on the new one. Which of these do you find the most difficult to do? Here's the new one. It's up there for you now. Grab it. Hop on it. Now, have you got the scratches up there yet or what? No. There's nothing on the tote board? They're showing yesterday's races. Yeah. They're not toting nothing. On the tote board, they're showing yesterday's races? On the monitors? Well, the monitors, oh, yeah. Here's the I don't know. Wood you know, tote board. And Jack puts them at his mercy at the top of the stretch. Easy middle. Jackie Moe. All you got to know is Jackie Moe. 23 to 1. He's going to puke his guts, from baby. He's got a nice lead there in the late stretch, the but there's no way. 23 to 1. Jackie Moe is going to win. Still a length to the good. Oh, she somebody starts to get She wants to come across the track. That leaves an opening to the rail for Speed McQueen. Far outside. Speed McQueen on the outside. And Christopher. Trust me when I tell you. Final push. Right there together. We're first dry. Wow. Jackie Moe almost won. Maybe he did win. 23 to 1. That's a $48 Haas. You want to put 100 on that? Oh, yeah. I got that right here. Get 2400 back. Okay. Um, they're showing the 7 there. I think he won. All you got to know, yeah, he did 4950 baby. Jackie Moe. See? And tell me I'm mm-hmm. anti-Semitic. And the next guy, the Jewish driver, wins the race. Jack Moisea. How do you like that? I know my Jewish drivers, baby. Apparently. Richie Silverman. 
There's a few. Not too many uh, little jockey uh, drivers, though. I, I, see, the thing of it is, the jockeys, now, now maybe you've got a good point there. A lot of these guys are little guys from the Latin countries. A lot of midgets. Right, from those Latin countries where they grow them particularly small, I imagine. Venezuela. Yeah, yeah. Mexico. Si. Like that. Right. Yeah, the Paco could be a jockey. He's about that size. The engines are small. South American engines. Central Americans. They're going to come and throw your ass out of there pretty soon. Well, there's nothing wrong with being an Indian. The jockeys aren't Indians, okay? Sometimes. I've seen them. There's George. Indian killer. And it again. You learned, you learned everything he knows from Defo, from Mifo. What's Mifo doing these days? What horseball station is he on now? One of those WFTLs. If I you're guess. wondering what any of these sports shows are on other than ours, just say, oh, it's got to be either across the street, those losers, uh, Joel Feinberg's ex-buddies, or uh, WFTL. Because there's 400 WFTLs. Ray Perry finally got his wish. We've got 400 sports stations now. It's going to bring a lot more people to sports talk radio. Trust me. Uh-huh. <laughs> God. How could a guy that walks around in a suit like him say such stupid things, you know? Yes, Of course, he used to be buddies with Greg, so That's right. I mean, that tells you a lot. Mm-hmm. Just like Maddie Bell. Now, is he really gone? He's really gone. Woo! Boy, talk about time for a party. He used to give you a lot of crap, didn't he? Not to my face. Behind your back. Well, uh-huh. you know, a lot of people talk behind our back. Sure. Okay, so in the first race, I still... Uh, now, there's, the windows aren't open yet till noon, I'm sure. Uh, right. See, I'm, I'm, I'm chomping at the bit, especially after seeing those pictures that you sent. Now, who got the other pictures? Somebody that obviously knows how to use their uh, phone? Lee took the pictures that he sent from my phone. Because Flea obviously knows what he's doing. Steve Sloan, on the other hand, unless well, those... He, are, unless he, he took the pictures, but he just sent the wrong ones. I think he just uh, resent them. Oh, well, there's something we look forward to, Steve. <laughs> Sends me a picture of himself. It's a, Robert um, Shear writes, everything his president wants to hear. Good thing you didn't see those other pictures. Of what? That he was showing Oh, I don't before. want to know. Yeah, I know. General, betray us? Of course he has. MoveOn.org can hardly be expected to recycle its slogan from last September when General David Petraeus testified in support of escalating the U.S. war in Iraq, given the hysterical denunciations that worthy group received at the time. But it was right then, as it would be to repeat the charge now. By undercutting the widespread support for getting out of Iraq, Petraeus did indeed betray the American public, siding with an enormously unpopular president who wants to stay the course in Iraq for personal and political reasons that run contrary to genuine national security interests. Once again, the president's passing the buck to the uniformed military to justify continuing a ludicrous imperial adventure, and the good general is dutifully performed. So why are we surprised? Why do we expect the generals to lead us on the path of peace when that's the professional task of statesmen and not warriors? It's an abdication of civilian control of the military, the basic principle of American constitutional governance, to assign a central role to an active duty general to make the decision to end the war. It betrays the legacy warnings of our two most famous wartime generals, George Washington and Dwight Eisenhower. American history offers no greater heroes, not because of their considerable success in battle, but because they gained the wisdom to sound the alarm against unbridled militarism so passionately and effectively. The farewell addresses of both those departing generals turned president still stand as the essential bookends for what's been written about the limits of military adventure required for democracy's survival. Washington's plea to the nation to moderate the fury of party spirit, to warn against the mischiefs of foreign intrigue, to guard against the impostures of pretended patriotism, sets the standard for enlightened political discourse. A close second is Eisenhower's warning that in the councils of government we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. We've had many other examples of retired military officers asserting the need for informed and rational public decision-making as to matters of war and peace. 
Republican presidential candidate John McCain was one of those voices when, as a senator, he led the fight along with fellow Vietnam War veteran John Kerry to normalize relations with the same communist leadership in Hanoi that had once been our enemy. Does anyone, McCain included, now think we were wrong to bring the troops home from Vietnam? And just why are the dire consequences that McCain now predicts for withdrawal from Iraq any more plausible? McCain says we have to back the president and his generals, even though he concedes that four years of mismanaged war had brought us to the point of almost of no return. Who mismanaged that war if not Bush and the generals he picked for the task? But don't blame the generals. For as long as the president demands victory, they'll pretend to deliver it. If they demur, they'll be replaced, as recently occurred with a sudden retirement of Petraeus' boss, Admiral William Fallon, for a suggestion in Esquire magazine that he might favor a more restrained approach in a conflict with Iran. No such dissension from Petraeus, his faithful testimony, at least to the president, if not the truth, on Tuesday was an especially painful performance. Civilian deaths in March were 50% higher than in February, and there were a score of recent American deaths, and there's no evidence of political progress to support Petraeus' stab at optimism over the fragile situation in Iraq. Most absurd was the suggestion that the problem would all go away if Iran would only behave, when in fact American troops are being sacrificed on the pro-Iranian side of an internal Shiite power dispute. The Shiites in charge of our government are in Iraq, are exiles trained for decades in Iran. Not so Muqtada al-Sadr, who stayed in Iraq under Saddam Hussein, the killer of his father. Al-Sadr now opposes what he clearly labels as the U.S. occupation out of an Iraqi nationalism that is also in conflict with Iran. Now he's the bad guy, and the Sunnis who hate us even more are being temporarily paid off by the U.S. to stop killing Americans. They too will be against us, but it won't stop Atreus or some other general in charge from telling Congress a few months from now what the President wants them to hear. How are we doing with that tote board? I bet you any minute now. Are they going to play the national anthem? Or no, stand up? no scratches in the first two races. All right. Well, that makes it a lot uh, easier. Yeah, that happened. Uh, this is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Dead is all around me, everybody is broke. The economy is drowning, they got us by the throat. I'd like to do some driving, but can't afford to go. Steve Sloan sent me nothing, by the way. For the world's richest country. Nothing. Nada. This depression blows. Don't bug him. He's getting food right there. Say what? He's getting food. What? After 9-11, the stage was set for the neocons to grab all they could get. They trickled it up to the 1%. They us fall. Could this be a recession? The headlines boiling news. There's people going hungry. You won't see that on the news. I'm dying over here. It's like the 1930s. Another breaks a breath. <laughs> We're just the rich and dirty Can't afford to buy gas The corporate newspapers say it will end The ones that I use for the sheets on my bed 
You patriotically let them in patrol. They robbed us blind, now we find it us We're in the deep depression, but they don't want you to know. For the world's richest country, this depression blows. Yeah, this depression blows. Yeah, so I got nothing from Steve Sloan. He's he said he uh, did not resend because he didn't want to make that mistake again because you might get some wrong pictures again by mistake. And uh, you know, Right. Well, what, what was it that he was going to show me? Well, don't even answer that. <laughs> he, uh, he took some pictures of the machines also, but um, it's just... Well, obviously the fleet pictures came through. I mean, you know, right. once you see one of them, uh, you see them all, okay. at least the real ones. They wanted to make sure that uh, they got a decent uh, quality picture there. <laughs> Oh, quality picture of slot machines. All right. Well, Sean in Miami sends us an innocuous fax here. Please help. I want to join in on the QAM fun. Oh, I didn't know we were having any. But not sure whether to see weather spelled as in how's the weather. By the way, it's raining all day here today. And rumors coming tomorrow. Oh, well, he's here now. He's going to take you to that deli? He's not taking me anywhere. You taking him? I guess. I'm trying to figure out a way of, oh, gee, the dog died. I don't have a dog anymore, but my dog just had wild diarrhea or something. It says, not sure whether to see George at Gulfstream or the big O at the computer place. Please advise, <laughs> Sean in Miami. <laughs> I have three, a three-word piece of advice for Sean, okay? Get a life. That's my advice. Go see George, okay? He's lonely. There's nobody there, right? Oh, no, we've had some listeners. There's one looking at me you right now. Had? Yeah. Well, why haven't you told me that? You just asked. You always make me feel like, oh, gee, I'm sitting here all alone, and they're not uh, getting anybody out yeah, here. Yeah, you asked me at 10 o'clock when we first walk in here. Well, I'm expecting to see just a throng of people waiting to see your uh, well, there are silly throngs of thongs all over the place. See your old silver hair. What's left of it? All right, so what's the story now? Have you got on the tote board, there's no scratches in the first two races. Correct. So you've got six by six. Now, let me tell you something you could do for a dollar. It would cost you 36 bucks. You could wheel all the horses in the first race with all the horses in the second race for a dollar cost you thirty six bucks and the double's gonna pay about six eighty. So you'd only lose thirty bucks. <laughs> but you but you cash. Yeah. You'd collect. You want me to do that? I got thirty six. No, of course bucks. not. Okay. All right. Jesus. I mean you'd cash and then I could say, Oh, I gave George the winners in both the first two races. Yeah, would I profit? You'd lose your ass. I see. Well then never mind. Now, let's see. There's two horses in the first race. From the morning line, it looked like they have no chance at all. Of course, don't be too sure. One of them, Luca Panici, is the jockey on the five. Luca. Yeah, I'll worry about Luca. <laughs> 15 to 1 on the 1 and 10 to 1 on the 5. So you can toss the, I, I think we were agreed on Dr. Stick. He's going to be like a 3 to 5. Okay. Prohibitive favorite. So if he wins the first race, the double's going to pay squat. So how much do you want to bet on the double? Whatever. What's a good bet? No, no, it's not a question. What's a good bet? There's no such thing. A good bet is one that wins and then you can't. It's, it's like saying, what's a good machine? How about one if I uh, when you're playing bet it? 10 bucks per race or something like that? I don't even know what I'm doing. And how many races are you going to stay there for? Just two? the two? Just the two, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, you can bet 15 bucks. Bet three $5 doubles. Okay. The only problem is the double's probably going to pay. There's no, there's, uh, unless you just bet the chalk, like a 6-5 double, a $10 double. 
Or do you want to bet 6-2 and 6-5? I don't, I don't know what that means. Six in the first race with a two and a five in the second race. How See? difficult is this, okay? <laughs> it sounds like Fat Rich talked to me. Sounds, yeah, sounds Fat great. Rich my ass. <laughs> Can you way, imagine how big his ass must have been? That, that's a terrible thing to say. They're playing the, uh, the national anthem. Uh, I'm the only one not standing on. Oh, don't, well, don't talk while they're playing the national anthem. I'll cover too for late, you. Too not. Cover for him, Chris. Say something. I'm going to start speaking Spanish for the national anthem. Don't you dare pull up that Cuban flag. grande y amarillo. 57 votes on our second poll. See what kind of people we have out there. Which of these do you find the most difficult to do? Trust, 13. Forgive, 12. Steal, 11. Lie, 7. Hate, 5. Cheat, 5. Sympathize, 3. Listen, 1. Love, none. Trust. That's what I voted, and that's winning. Difficult to trust people. I can't vote, but I would vote for forgiveness. No. no I'm, I'm softy at that. Yeah, I'm not. No, oh. no, you're a hard ass. That's right. And we have a uh, thousand votes on the previous. Well, great. Oh, man. I'm going to lay down on the floor now and make guttural sounds. <laughs> we have a th- this is the kind of involvement Chris has in the show now. Hey, you were asking before, so, you know. Show. I was just, uh, you know, funning you. we got to make sure we got the correct numbers here. What difference does it make, huh? We have a thousand votes, 45,000 votes, two votes. What the hell difference does it make? Well, that's how I get my raise. Oh, well, never What's mind. Your, you're not getting no raise, okay? You and George both. You and George and Chicken. And now, one thing about Chicken Neck, he hasn't sent me any uh, email saying, Oh, jeez, how come you didn't give me any more money? Because uh, you had a discussion about what's happening with him. What do you mean by that? He said that there was going to be some letter of agreement that was going to be signed, etc. Right. So forth. Okay. But that doesn't mean he's getting more money. He's just assured he's going to be alive the next five and two-thirds years. That's all. And that's what everybody ought to be concerned about right now. Because if anybody really believes that these people are giving anybody any increases in pay, you must be doing real serious drugs. I'm not just talking about smoking a big fat one. I'm talking about you must be doing acid trips, like dropping 14 sugar cubes every five minutes. I mean, more power to you. I'm all, you know, I'm right there for you. But you know something? It's just uh, when I'm taking about a 99% pay cut and you're like, uh, oh, gee, I, don't, I need to live. I, yeah. You know, rob a bank. That's my, in fact, right there. there. I, I, can you imagine how much money is in that joint right now? Uh-huh. Millions. Yeah. Go get a bag of money. Go get a big bag of money. In fact, when you do these appearances at Gulfstream, just tell me every time you leave, you just want a bag a of money. Of hundreds, a sack of cash. That's right. Remember Bob Sackett? Rhymed with Fackett? No. Yeah, you do. He, he makes me sick. Bob Sackett? Yeah, rhymes Bob with... Sackett rhymes with faggot. Right. Gay. He is? No. Not. Who, well, who cares? He still sucks on the air. Don't forget to go see George tomorrow. If you miss him today at Gulfstream, you can see him tomorrow. For the grand reopening of Computer USA at 1740 North Federal Highway in Fort Lauderdale, 10 to noon, George will be there. Come by for great savings on all your computer needs and win some of our crappy QM low-budget prizes. CompUSA is back, and George will be there tomorrow, 10 to noon. Now, let me go to my racing channel. I don't want to start this too soon. Well, there's the thorough graph of the day. I have no idea what that even means. So, one, they do mention to play this horse for sure if you get 5 to 1 or better. And you see 20 to 1 morning line, you got to think you're going to get at least 5 to 1. They also mentioned to play with the 2 and 6. All this gambling talk, man. It's like uh, Eddie hey. and Hank and the Humper are back now again. All this gambling talk. They just uh, scratched the 4 and the 5 horse in the second race. They scratched the 4 and the 5? That's what I'm told. In the second race, so it's a 4-horse it's a race? I guess that's what that means. 
They scratched the four and the five in the second race. What is that? Me scratching. Oh. So we've got a, a six-horse field in the first race and four horses in the second race. Now, the one funny buck in the second race looks like an outsider, 10 to 1 in the morning line. You can throw him out. Okay. Yeah, there's no way you're going to make money on this double. I'm telling you right now. Well, come on now. We can do it. You can bet $5 double, 6 over the 236. Okay. I hope that the double pays 6 bucks. And then you get back about 15, and then you get your money back. All right. <laughs> that is if the six wins the first race. They scratched the four and the five. Are you making that up, or are you serial? Why would I make that up? How would I know I to know. make that up? Why would I pull that out? Why would you pull it out? I don't yeah. know. Maybe your lady friend is back there at Gulfstream. I have no idea. Wow. Well, you're not going to make much money today, but we'll have uh, maybe we'll cash a ticket, or maybe not. Rising food prices could spark worldwide unrest and threaten political stability, the U.N.'s top humanitarian official warned yesterday. After two days of rioting in Egypt over the doubling of prices of basic foods in a year and protests in other parts of the world. Sir John Holmes, he should be hung. Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and the U.N.'s Emergency Relief Coordinator told a conference in Dubai that escalating prices would trigger protests and riots in vulnerable nations. He said food scarcity and soaring fuel prices would compound the damaging effects of global warming. Prices have risen 40% on average globally since last summer. Thank you, Mr. President, and all your Saudi buddies, all you grave uh, robbers for those low gas prices, all you butchers. The security implications of the food crisis should also not be underestimated as food riots already are being reported across the globe, Holmes said. Current food price trends are likely to increase sharply both the incidence and depth of food insecurity. He added that the biggest challenge to humanitarian work is climate change, which has doubled the number of disasters from an average of 200 a year to 400 a year in the past two decades. As well as this week's violence in Egypt, the rising cost and scarcity of food has been blamed for riots in Haiti last week that killed four people, violent protests in Ivory Coast, price riots in Cameroon in February that left 40 people dead, Haiti demonstrations in Mauritania, Mozambique, and Senegal, and protests in Uzbekistan, Yemen, Bolivia, and Indonesia. U.N. staff in Jordan also went on strike for a day this week to demand a pay raise in face of a 50% hike in prices, while Asian countries such as Cambodia, China, Vietnam, India, and Pakistan have curbed rice exports to ensure supplies for their own residents. I'd st- store away uh, some food right now. Stock some nuts. That's what I'm doing. be a good idea. Store away some nuts. Now, listen. See, if you, were, if you knew what you were doing there, but I don't. look on the tote board when they flash the possible double payoffs, mm-hmm. you would know what six is going to pay with those, you know, if it's worth betting. Okay. Maybe Steve can do that for us, since he uh, pretends to know a little something about what's going on. Maybe he can, but he's bringing the food right now. Well, tell him that we want to see the potential double payoffs. Okay. I'm writing it down. With the six or with the two, three, five. And there are probably people saying, well, there's only one other horse in there. What if the long shot wins, Neil? What if the one wins? Well, don't do it. Now, that's what I'm saying right now. It's only 12.13. You've got an hour till post time. Right. Plenty of time to change our mind 20, 30 times. <laughs> Hey, how the hell are you? Welcome to Jack in the Box. I'm Jack, and I'll be happy to fill your order, if you know what I mean. 
Uh, I'd like a Jack burger and a large fries. Sorry, pal. We're cleaning the grease fryer. We don't have any French fries today. Okay. Uh, then just give me a small order of fries, please. Look, Chief, maybe you didn't hear me. I said we don't have any fries today, so how about something else? Oh, okay. Then, uh, just give me an order of fries. Listen up, pal. Who put the straw in strawberry? Nature did. That's right. Nature did. Who put the ape in apricot? Uh, nature did. That's right. Nature did. Now listen carefully. Who put the freak in French fries? Uh, there ain't no freak in French fries. That's what I've been trying to tell you, butt breath. There ain't no freak in French fries. Now get out of my sight before I shove your teeth so far down your throat. You'll have to sit on a Jack Burger to eat it. Oh, and have a nice day. Yeah, you too. 1219, uh, you notice I'm playing a lot of oldies today? What? I bet you're eating. I'm eating. Mm-hmm. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, no problem. Is there a radio show going on? I said I'm playing a lot of oldies today, just because oh, I want. That's good. I don't know why. Although, i gotta, I got to be very honest. I, I played that bit because a lot of people like it, and I really don't know why. I don't find it that funny. You think it's that funny? Maybe the first two times it was funny, 100 years ago. Right. But then again, we can't play anything that's too funny anyway, so let's not get carried away. Good point. But there are a lot of bits like that that uh, people just love and rave about them. And Yeah, like right. the bridge tender. Right, that was funny the first 500 times. The first 6,000 times, sure. it was pretty amusing, yeah. The last 25,000, uh, not so much. So what's the story? Did Steve find out for you the potential uh, payoffs here on the double or no. not? Potential Why payoffs not? on the doubles. Because we were very busy with food shenanigans during that break. Okay. Well, no, we'll, we'll get that. What I said, and we'll we don't have that. to worry about what it's going to pay. Maybe it'll pay three eighty to double. I'll still do it. What the, I mean, when you're, what the when, hell? you're when you're dealing with a four horse field, I mean, what kind of a race is that? Mm-hmm. What kind of a race is that? Four horse race. And you're going to have three of them going for you if that six wins the first race. You're going to cash your ticket maybe, and All lose. Right. Not All important right. that you win. It's important that you cash. Any athlete of any era, you've got to think the 27 Yankees. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I want to. I want to be reborn on the 27 Yankees. The latest round of American Airlines flight cancellations has left tens of thousands of passengers searching for alternative ways to get to their destinations. But even more bad news as the consumer once again gets a foot up the ass. Yeah, you're making so much racket there with that damn food, man. You like those. Well, I had to move parts. the microphone out of my way there. I didn't want to get Ruben yeah, all over the microphone. Move the microphone out of the way. Make room for the food, okay? That's right. Let's, Let's get, get our priorities stuff. straight new. But airlines are not required to compensate passengers for canceled flights. The only time airlines legally have to provide compensation is when a passenger is bumped from an overbooked flight, according to the DOT's Aviation Consumer Protection Division. However, passengers who scheduled are significantly affected by cancellations, such as when the only available alternate flight involves flying on a different uh, day or includes an unplanned stopover, are eligible for a refund in lieu of a later flight. If they'd rather have a refund than a reschedule, they can demand a refund even if their ticket is non-refundable, said Transportation Department spokesman Bill Mosley. American, the biggest U.S. carriers, canceled more than 3,000 flights this week to inspect those MD-80s. And the beat goes on. Passengers who didn't buy their tickets directly from the airline might have better luck finding an alternate seat by contacting their online or brick-and-mortar travel agency. What, what does that mean, brick-and-mortar travel agency? What I don't know. What does that mean? I don't know. Oh, in other words, like a real travel as opposed to an online, brick-and-mortar. Who ever heard of such crap as brick-and-mortar uh, 
as opposed to like uh, you know fantasy online. Right. That's a good idea. Why don't we start a fantasy travel deal? You know, we could do virtual travel. That's what I'm saying. Virtual mm-hmm. travel with an online uh, site. We'll just send them pictures. They can. You're going to go to Athens. You're going to go to Rome, Siberia, all over the world, virtually. By virtual ticket, we'll send and you we'll pictures. And we'll have Steve Sloan from his uh, picture phone. We'll have him send pictures of those places. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. What a putz. Of course, he works for our sales department. I mean, why did he, why did he send me that picture of him standing there in front of some... Obviously, it was a mistake. Yeah, it's a mistake, all right. If it has to do with our sales department, make no mistake. It's good it's thing you didn't see those other ones. Really? Is that what he's saying? No, I'm making that up. No. Yeah, probably pictures of Joe Bell naked. Wouldn't surprise me. No, he's not the one that has those pictures. <laughs> oh. I know there were a lot of people that had pictures of Greg naked, I'm sure of that, like mm-hmm. Screwan and the Water Nazi and Maddie Bell. How's John Jarris doing? Is he still there? Yeah. He's well, right. That's good. He's a good guy. Yes, he is. I thought he was until he sent me that candy two years ago. Remember that? Mm-hmm. That he Nazi well. candy? I try talking people out of it. They don't take me seriously. They better not be sending me no candy now, boy. It's not a good idea right no, now. No, I think I'm going to go to Woodbine this afternoon after my maid finishes cleaning my joint. Okay. Cleaning my place. I have a maid who comes and she cleans my joint. 97 votes on the poll. Which of these do you have the most, find the most difficult to do? There's Allie Felching again on CNN. What a jackass. What a silly-ass prissy queen. Frost 19, Steel 19, Forgive 17, Lie 14, Cheat 11, Hate 5, Sympathize 5, Love 5, and Listen, Solamente Dos. Listen. Escúchame. Okay. See, I'm starting to pick up all the Espanol because I hear Paco on the phone with Mamacita. Si. Escúchame, escúchame. Which he says a lot. Probably. Evidently, nobody's paying any attention to the crap that he's bad. you got to shut your mom up. you got to like, listen, listen, listen to me. Yeah. Just like that. Escúchame, mama. At any rate, I'm going to become a bilingual pretty soon here. Good, then you'll, then you'll hear everything that he's saying about you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why do you say such crap? You see, you, you act like it's not possible for anybody in the world to actually like me as no, a no, no. person. No, no, no. Only want my money. No, that's not true. Yeah. If they did, then they would like you even if you didn't spend any money on them. Why don't you try mm-hmm. that for a change and see how it works? Okay, I'm going to try it the rest of the week. All right. Cut everyone off. Cut everyone off and then you'll find out who your friends are. Cut everyone off. Cut everyone off then you'll see who your friends are. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. State subsidies, this is the, some of the best news I've ever heard in my life. State subsidies used to help fund pro hockey and spring training baseball in Broward County would be eliminated for one year under a budget amendment the Florida House adopted Wednesday night. The sports franchise measure offered by the Democratic minority prohibits state allocations to sports franchises, a move that would save the state $20 million in the next budget year. This year, $2 million has gone to help the Panthers. Four hundred sixteen grand been set aside for the Oriole Spring training site, Fort Lauderdale Stadium. The money goes to Broward County and Fort Lauderdale. Subsidies for Broward sport, uh, pro sports franchises and others around the state would be frozen for one year, and the money put in the state's reserves. The state is facing a $3 billion budget deficit for the fis- fiscal year that starts July 1 because of Florida's failing economy. Owners of Dauphin uh, Stadium and American Airlines Arena, where the heat play, also received $2 million in annual state subsidies. Those facilities, as we know, are privately owned. By Wayne and Mickey. Listen, I'm a real Dolphins fan. 
House Democrat leader Dan Gelber of Miami Beach wrote on his blog before the House votes stripping the sports subsidies, even after the 115 season. But really, given the budget climate this year, wouldn't their $2 million annual subsidy be better used to ensure that our, colleagues aren't, our colleges aren't forced to lay off professors? The House of Sports, of course, on this day, is doing, oh, no, don't cut the same thing. For, it's got to all go for sports. Who cares about colleges unless they're playing a good ball game? The House Sports Franchise Amendment offered by Representative Ron Saunders, Democratic Key West, still must be accepted by the Senate, which passed its budget Wednesday without the provision, and then signed by Governor Gerald Charlie uh, Gay. Christ. The state has given $224 million to sports franchises since 93. According to the State Department of Revenue, 20 professional sports facilities get state subsidies, with the allocations usually going to the local governments that maintain the facilities where the teams play. Broward has received $23.5 million in state subsidies since '97 for the Panthers Arena, and Fort Lauderdale has gotten almost $600,000 in the past two years for its baseball stadium. The International Game Fish Association in Dania Beach gets a million dollars a year in state money, which would also be limited under the House plan. I say let's stick with the Game Fish Association, right? A million dollars a year for game fish. Great plan. Wow. Sign America, baby. <laughs> Here comes the bunny. The best there goes your mouth. Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil. Yeah. Whoa, I'll be good. Told Hillary I would now. I'll be good. And I'll behave like I should. Oh, seriously. So good. So good. I swear to you. Whoa, I'll be nice, and I'll control my vice. Truly, I'll be nice. Hillary won't tell me twice. Hey, so nice, so nice. I swear to you. <laughs> Whoa, Daddy. They won't let me play my horn. They say I'm too horny as it is. <laughs> I know sometimes... In my life, I've done some things that were wrong. But when I campaign for my wife, I promise I won't do any harm. And I'll be good, told Hillary I would. <laughs> I'll be good. At least I think that I could. <laughs> so good. So good. I swear to you. But, of course, my fingers are crossed. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of laughing and cackling going on in that family these days. You know what? Have you noticed? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe because her candidacy is kind of a <laughs> joke. 1233 at 560 WQM. We got the Jerk Show at 2 this afternoon. Jerks who told us that he's been in Tobacco Road. They've got a kick-ass burger or something like that. Isn't that what he said? Yep. Cowboy burger. Now, let me ask you this question. What about Cheeburger or Cheeburger? I've heard a lot about it, and I know it's right there in the sawgrass, uh, along with other joints. But uh, you either one been there? Nope. I don't think so, no. What is the big deal there? they got, like, big pictures of John Belushi on the wall? Or what? What's the story there? What's the attraction? You don't know? Don't know. I, I thought there was, like, there'd be all kinds of scuttlebutt about a place like that. Cheeburger, cheeburger, man. I thought they'd be right up your alley. Of course, George don't care because he's busy, obviously, shoving all kinds of food. A big corned beef right. sandwich down his I'm done. Right Actually, now. it was a Reuben with no dressing. Oh, I love a Reuben sandwich, and especially with no dressing so the bread don't get wet. Right. We talked about we that. don't it's like wet bread. bread. By the way, it was the best Reuben sandwich I've ever had in my life. 
Everything really? was good. Even the, the sauerkraut was nice and, and, and tart. The sauerkraut? Yeah. The cheese was melted. It was good. It wasn't overly toasted, you know, so that it mm-hmm. hurts your mouth. It was just like crispy, crunchy without being overly toasted. Even the um, the edges were good. I ate the whole thing. I ate the pieces that fell out of the sandwich. It was so good. Nice and lean. <laughs> and Steve is probably crawling around on the floor eating the crumbs. <laughs> He's actually drinking a Coke right now. Well, good for him. He's given up trying to send you pictures on his phone, by the way. He doesn't have to send me an important... Look, I, know. <laughs> I got what I needed there. There's a picture oh. of two machines, or actually three machines. I'm just curious now where they have the dollar ones. How many do they have, like, lined up? How many are there? There was a pretty big Wheel of Fortune section that I uh, saw. Because it looks there. like Woodbine. It looks like they have a whole bunch of them lined up, and they alternate the five times ones with the uh, uh, double diamond what, ones. What I saw is it seemed... I mean, I don't know about that, but they, like... Um, they went in increments of denomination, like the quarter ones on the left, and then it, uh, you know, the more expensive ones as you went along. I see. So, in other words, the $5 machines are there with the dollar ones? I guess, yeah. That's what I saw. Well, that sounds really nifty. This sounds like a great place. I better get there real soon. I think, what's the flight tomorrow coming? Then I can tell Rimmer, oh, I'm going to Gulfstream tomorrow. I can't be uh, having lunch. Oh, he also gave it. me the uh, daily double payoffs. and I don't, He wrote a bunch of stuff down. I don't understand it. I'm just going to read okay, it. Okay, well, just let me know what you got. All right, 6 to 1, $43. Six and two. Well, not six to one. What? Six one. Six one. I see six one. You're not betting six one. All right. Six two. Twenty nine. Although I'll tell you one thing. You could bet a two dollar six one. That's a good idea. Okay. That way, no matter who wins the race, you're going to cash. If the long shot wins, forty three bucks. Okay. Uh, the six, six two, two twenty nine dollar. Get out of here. Okay. Bye. Six three. Ten dollars. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And the six six eighteen dollars. Well, I'll be damned. I think I, I think I got a plan. Of course, the six has got to win that first race. Now, what are, are the odds on the board yet for the first race? They must. Yes. Be. Yes. And what is the six horse? Is that like even? Even? Yeah, it's even, even money. Right. Right. And probably the four is the second favorite. Am I right? Yes, seven to two. No. Well, there's, there's nobody like two to one or five to two or three to one. No. Really? Really. Seven two, two is the number four. Seven two. Woo! So the six must be, of course, just because it's even money. What do I always tell you about the chalk? Here comes the bunny. Don't the money. But in this, in a six-horse field, uh, Dr. Stick, I mean, stick it in your ticket. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, like, stands right out there. Sure does. So here's what I do to minimize your losses, okay? Uh-oh. Norma Kent. Look at this after work, he says. Oh, I see. And there's a bunch of stuff here. I don't think your name's in it. Mm-hmm. That's just a joke. Just, just relax, will you please? We've got more things going on here now. Jesus, Kate Christ. Now, can he, like, uh, look at that again and get me a, you know, when it gets to be, like, about 10 to 1? Okay. Because post time's not to 115. Right. Because they might bet that, they might hammer that uh, 6, uh, 3 double down to, like, 6 bucks or something like that. Those, those are pretty uh, decent, though, considering how few horses you're dealing with. Pretty shocking. Wait till you're this big, the shocking CBS, the home of the most celebrated news division in broadcasting, has been in discussions with Time Warner about a deal to outsource some of its news gathering operations to CNN. Two executives briefed on the matter said this week. Over the last decade, CNN has had intermittent talks with both ABC and CBS News about various joint ventures. You've had various joint ventures. Just During the last several months, talks with CBS have been revived and lately intensified, according to the executives who asked for anonymity because of the confidential nature of the negotiations. Broadly speaking, the executives described conversations about reducing CBS's news-gathering capacity while keeping its frontline personalities like Katie Couric, right, not the CBS evening news anchor, and paying a fee to CNN to buy the cable network's news feeds. 
Another possibility, these people said, would be for CBS to keep its correspondents in certain regions, but pair them with CNN crews. These people cautioned no deal was imminent. Sandy Janelius, a spokeswoman for CBS News, said, We're extremely pleased with and proud of our news-gathering operation. No outside arrangements are being negotiated, which means it's a lie. She's a lie. A CNN spokeswoman said, We don't comment on speculative business matters. For CNN, a deal with the broadcast network would mean a new revenue stream without even having to add much in cost. For CBS, an arrangement with a cable channel will allow it to cut costs while maintaining the CBS News brand, although in a much trimmed-down fashion. CBS is mired in last place amid the continuing struggles of Ms. Couric, who was given a $15 million a year contract to attract new viewers. They're mired in last place. The discussions are being led by Sean McManus, or is that McManus, the president of CBS News, and Jim Walton, president of the CNN News Group. Many questions remain regarding unions, rights issues, and level of involvement of the other CBS News product, like 60 Minutes in the early show. If a significant deal is reached between CNN and CBS, it would mark a watershed in broadcast history, a strategic shift in the face of changing market forces by the network that is widely credited as having invented TV news, establishing a powerful tradition with journalists like Edward R. Murrow and Walter Cronkite. But, I mean, now that they could have Kira Phillips and, uh, you know, and Ali Felching, I mean, why would they want people like Walter Cronkite? Right? Right. The watering down of everything, baby. Watered down. Everything. Life watered down. Get her done and water her down. Hose her off. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Friday, you bastard. Hold on. Uh, I'll have five pizza burger combos with a supersized Diet Coke and fries. Uh, a new contract with a two-year extension and a dozen Zeppeli. Uh, an oily paper bag of uh, Grivenis, uh, a gallon of pistachio mint ice cream, an uh, industrial-sized box of cornflakes, a one-month membership to Blue Boy Online, and a quarter some young guy. Yeah, uh, a Kugel sandwich on pumpernickel, lime-flavored Crisco fluffy, uh, a box of tripe tenders, ten Neely burgers, uh, a Bromo seltzer, and a pocket full of Miracle. For now, yeah. Anyway, Neil, are you still there? With these contract negotiations underway, I should bring your attention to... Hey! And wait a minute, Neil. Hold on again. Excuse me. Did you say trace? I said tripe. Not trace. Tripe tender. Oh, and do you still have those free baseball cards of the Faggoty League? Okay. Okay, 12.45, Norma can't, and that's for sure. He sends me two attachments. I can't open up either one of them. I just mentioned that in passing in case he might be listening. And I sent him back. I can't open these. Why do people do that? Yes. To be what? difficult, to be more difficult than convenient. Can't open the attachments, okay? And, of course, it's important stuff. You know what it has to do with my, right. the future of my life. And I, I can't open them up. So try it again, Norma. We're looking at the six horses up to seven to five now, and the four is getting uh, two to one. The four's getting some play, baby. Scarbum with Joe Bravo. And the deuce is nine to two. Babo. Babo. The uh, daily double payouts changed, obviously. Yes, and what are they? Uh, six one forty two. Six two twenty eight. Six well, well let's slow down. I can't write that fast. No, are you no, some you're kind of crazy down. person? Yeah, I'm every kind six, of crazy three. person. Six three. Six dollars. Uh, what did I tell yeah, you? No, what you did know, I say? What you said. And six six. But uh, seventeen. All right, well, this simplifies it for you. 
Now you got to hope that the chalk wins. If the, if the six doesn't win the first race, you're screwed. But that, you know, I have no form here. I have no. I'm just going right. like I always do. And in a six-horse field, oh, now back down to six to five. You took another hit. Mm-hmm. Take another hit. So you're going to bet. Let's see. Six one or two dollars six one. Is uh, Steve okay. writing this down? Yes, he is. Two dollars six one. A four dollar six two. A five dollar six six. Okay. Now, how much is that? I don't know. I got Seven. it. Don't worry about it. Yes. And a ten dollar six three. Okay. See, if the, if the six three comes in, you get thirty bucks. You make ten bucks. All right. I mean, there's not, there's not much money you're going to make on this, especially with a six dollar double probably going to come in, unless you want to bet a fifteen dollar six three. Woo! I don't want you to start plunging your money now. This is a bad, and it's right on the ear here. The audience is hearing, and they're going to blame me for what? it. Oh, I'm not going to blame you. Gambling, just like Hank and Eddie Kay, and going to lose all that money, and he's always whining and crying. There are many ways to gamble from the time you're a little child. Yeah, like when you cross right. the street. Sure. Like when you get in that car. Little kids, they play poker, they play blackjack, they, they, you know, poker, they bet yeah. on hopscotch, you know. That's a I'm not an addict. I don't get addicted to things. Look at that. The six is back up to seven to five now. The four is two to one. I don't like that. I'm real nervous about that scar bum. But at any rate, forget it. You're gonna you have to count on the six winning the race. That's all. Okay. Jogberger win by ten. Yeah. Of course, if he gets left in the gate, you know, you're screwed. Now, how much are we betting here? I just want to go over it again. Twenty-one dollars total. Is that it? Well, yeah. Why don't you bet twenty-five dollars and bet a? Um, how much did we bet on the six-three? Get out of here. For my ass. That's what you said. No, I did not. He wrote it down. I watched him. I heard You're you. You're full of crap. 6-3. I did. Why would I say it's $4? Dollars? It's a $6 double. A 6-3. 6-3. Sorry. 10 bucks on the 6-3. So, but for, uh, 14 bucks. Okay. on the 6-3. I mean, it's an unusual number, but nevertheless, what and that way you're betting 25 bucks. Beautiful. There you go, Steve. And if the 6-3 comes in and you get 42 bucks back, you'd win 17 That's not bad. And maybe you hope for one of the uh, longer ones. I'll take it. Like you got a $4 what? 6 two. Well, whatever. You, you'll do okay. You're not, you're not going to get rich on this race, okay? Trust me when I tell you. Okay. Or in radio either. Can't open those attachments, Norma. <laughs> I just mentioned that in passing, you silly person, you silly uh, you queen. Oh, let me know what you think of these. Read them, look them over. I can't look nothing over, okay? You send me stuff in a form that I can't open. Like you Word files? Huh? Like Word documents? Or... Oh, well, whatever. The yeah. one, the first one says that the computer is blocking it because it's in a form that's going to, you know. Uh-huh. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. The form just went back up to 5 to 2. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right, so we got post time at 115. Boy, this is like uh, such a major production. And just you think we were talking about some serious money here. Well, in your case, fun. 25 yeah. bucks. That's serious money. China said yesterday it's uncovered a criminal ring planning to kidnap athletes and others at the Beijing Olympic Games. How do you like that? they got more problems with those damn Olympics. i got a good idea. Let's take all that money that we're going to spend on the Olympics and uh, use it to speed the starving people, all these countries where they're starving. Oh, no, Neil, you're wrong. Thirty-five members of a ring based at the rest of western Xinjiang region were arrested. Ministry of Public Security spokesman Wu Heping told a news conference. We face a real terrorist threat, Wu said. The arrest took place between March 26th and April 6th. Since the 9-11 terror hijackings, 
China's tried to portray the simmering separatist rebellion in Xinjiang as being fueled by terrorist organizations in Central Asia and the Middle East. But evidence made public has been scarce. Western embassies asked Beijing for more information after authorities said they broke up an attempt to hijack a plane in western China last month, but so far no evidence has been provided. Yesterday, Wu said the ring was plotting to kidnap athletes, foreign journalists, and other visitors to the August Games. He added that police also had confiscated almost 22 pounds of explosives and eight sticks of dynamite and jihadist literature in the latest raids in Yurumki, the capital of Xinjiang. Wu also... What, is, what am I hearing in the back? What do you mean? Like the announcements and uh, Duff? Yeah. Duff? You hear him in the back? Duff is there, too? Duff is here. What the hell is she doing there? He heard me chomping on that Reuben. Oh, that's why he came in there for yeah, food. He no heard no. there was a good Reuben here, and he ran right over. Yeah, well, it's not your type. <laughs> Wu also provided for the... Wouldn't it be something was Reuben ask you? That would be bad. <laughs> Wu also provided for the details... Although he might eat it. <laughs> On a second group arrested in January, oh, they were manufacturing explosives and were planning to attack hotels, government offices, and military targets in Shanghai, Beijing, and other cities. Wu said the gang had been acting on orders from a radical Islamic Xinjiang independence group East Turkestan Islamic Movement. Oh, my God. You ever have one of those? Not lately. I think I have one of those this morning. While the U.S. has labeled the East Turkestan Islamic Movement a terrorist organization, the State Department alleges widespread abuses of the legal and educational systems by the communist authorities to suppress Uyghur, uh, Uyghur uh, culture and religion, whatever that is. Wow. The world is a bunch of tribes, baby. That's what it's all about. The tribal lunatics all trying mm-hmm. to kill each other and eliminate each other. Right? Right. Because my pronunciation of God's name is more superior. Moishi Pivik, that's what yeah. I call him. Moishi Pivik. Baruch Adonai. Let's pray for the wine. Let's pray for the six horse in the first race. Now, who's riding him again? Oh, Pascasio Lopez, a real Pascunyak. Paco Lopez. Now, you got, like, who are the jockeys here in the first race? Luca Panici. The three's getting no action at all. It's four to one in the morning, light is ten to one. The one is... Uh, 15 to 1 in the morning line, he's 16 to 1. Right. So the 1 and the 3 are on the outside looking in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean they can't win in the 6 horse field or in any field. Tony Fields. What did I tell you about Jackie Moore? Oh, my computer is all screwed up now. Oh. Don't send an air reverb. Norma, you're killing me, man. You're just killing me. Now my computer's doing all these funky things. Oh, 3 to 2 on the 6 horse, 5 bucks. Now you could bet 20 bucks to win on the 6. If he stays three to two and get fifty back and win thirty and not have to go through all this other crap, no, this is more be, fun. Yeah, this is much more fun this way. He already bet it. I got my tickets here. Oh, he already bet it. That's right. He's a fast man, and he doesn't know we just changed our mind. <laughs> he does now. Application error. This Norma has screwed up my computer so bad it may never function again. Lawsuit. Get that hotshot lawyers at the Jan Murray on the phone. Okay. You and Chickenette. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here's, here's another thing. Now, maybe oh, he must have said it again. He said it again. Here it is. Boy, oh, boy, what a, what a clown. He said it again. I can wish I read it on the air. Yeah, what contract. I'm not sure. going to read it on the air. No, you're just nosy. No. I don't yeah. care about your contract. I don't have any contract for you on here. I know. You've got a contract. That's what uh, Jolly Joe said. You've Do got I? a contract. Do I? That's what he said. I mean, I have one now. Well, that's all you're getting for right now, until, until Monday. Till I look this, till I look this thing over. Can I look it over at least? Yeah, of course. Do I get to look over my contract? No, you this don't. Guys trying, trying to peddle to me. <laughs> and then the interesting part of this is, I can't move it. I can't center it. 
You know how the tab's on the bottom so you can send mm-hmm. the message? Right. Oh, here, full message view. No, I think you're seized up, freezed up. No, no, it just changed. Full message view, but I can't read the full message. What's that got to do with horse racing? No, I'm okay. Okay. Don't worry about horse racing, okay? We got 20 (laughs) minutes until post time. You know how often those odds are going to change? Oh, look at that. The two just took a dump. The two is three to one. Four is going up, and the two is coming down. I'm sticking with the chalk. I mean, when you're in a six horse field like that, naturally there's going to be like, you know, two or three, maybe four horses are getting bet pretty good, but the, the chalk is three to two. The good news is I still don't know what I'm doing, but hey. Oh, and here's the thing where, uh, oh, look at that. Caroline Beasley's going to sign, and I'm going to sign. What the hell she got to do with it? Oh, that's, that's for the company, I guess, for the Beasley. All right, I'll take care of it, Norman. Just relax. Boy, pressure. You talk about pressure. Too much pressure, man. I can't deal with it. Uh, uh, the good part of it is it's 1 o'clock already, and guess who hasn't been there to see you yet, at least according to your... That's right. That's right. They maybe, they're afraid that, maybe they're afraid that this time we'll be ready for them with those big security guards who look like Luca Brasi on, on speed. Mm-hmm. All whipped up into a frenzy like the twins in Godfather 3. Are they as good as they look? Aww. That is such a great line. Are they as good as... Our, of course, you know that Connie. Yeah. She was screwing anything with a... That's right. That's right. Including that obnoxious Troy Donahue. Mm-hmm. He's dead, by the way. Look at this. I thought it was going to be Norm again. Tom Payne. Boy, this is too much stuff going on for a Friday. I'm going to take a nap during 1 o'clock. All right. Let me know how the uh, races turn out. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Oh, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Have you been abused in the workplace? Raped or screwed? Place your career in my silky smooth hands. Hello, this is Norma Kant. For the lore orifices of uh, Norma Kant. If you need me to conduct business on your behalf, let me explore for you. It may take up to 13 months for me to explore, but I will explore for you. Call 1-800-THERE'S-SO-MANY-MEN-TO-EXPLORE. That's 1-800. Maybe I should not schedule syndication meetings for Christmas Day. If your cell phone does not work because you're in California, call 1-800-I-WANT-TO-KEEP-NEIL-HOSTAGE-TO-SOUTH-FLORIDA. Call now, and you will receive a free cell phone, one that works almost as good as mine. That wasn't my cell phone. His name is Cesar. Okay, 101 at 560 WQAM. How about a Cesar salad for lunch? No, thanks. I already so had they, uh, a really good Reuben. Six horses down to six to five now. He'll go That's back it. to even money. And your double's probably going to be about with the three, about five bucks. All right. But you got a fourteen dollar double. That means thirty five. You'd make ten bucks. You're not going to make much money no matter what. Assuming the six wins the first, but at least it keeps you going the first two races. Mm-hmm. And if the six does win, then you're going to call, you're going to cash a double ticket. Right. 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 Because you got all four horses covered, don't you? Or did I screw up? I don't know. Yeah, you bet the two, the three, the six, the uh, the four and the five are scratched, and you got a two dollar right. on the one, which has got no shot. Well, that's good. And we got uh, how many minutes? 13 minutes till post time. Boy, I'm getting really nervous now. The pressure is building. Now, is, is any of the stuff that we're doing having to have anything to do with the wheel? Are we wheeling something right here? 
No. Okay. Well, right. well, yes, you are. Okay. What am I doing? But you're just betting different amounts. Okay. Because right? yeah, you're, you're betting the six in the first race with all the horses in the se- all four in the second race. You're winning the six on top. I see. Excellent. But you're okay. betting different amounts. No problem. I just want to be able Which to say that. Which is a way to do it because who the hell wants to bet two dollars? Who wants to bet two dollars on four? Bet eight dollars on a race and then get back a five dollar and sixty cent double. Right. I mean, you'd only lose two dollars and forty cents, but I mean, I, I'm assuming you want to make maybe ten or fifteen bucks, or twenty bucks, or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Did right, Steve go and check those doubles out again, or what? Because nope. I sure hope that that six three isn't down to like four eighty or something now. It's down to six. It's still six. Still six. Well, that's not bad. I mean, it's not good. Not good when you have to pick two winners and you only get six bucks back. But that's what happens with the chalk, you know. Chalk. What did I tell you about chalk? Right. Avoid it. 153 votes on Chris's poll. Chris is kind of on the outside looking in because what he knows about any of this, you can put in a thimble exactly. for his fat ass left over. Which of these do you find the most difficult to do? we got 153 votes. Steel, 36. Must be no radio people voting on that. Trust, 26. Forgive, 25. Lie, 19. Like I said, must be no radio people. Cheat, 13. Hate, 11. Sympathize, 10. Love, 8. And listen, 6. Trust 26, the second place. Now, the Hosses, let's see what they got going on the uh, main thing here. $1,000 late pick four. That, no, that, that's a puker. That's Keeneland. That's in Kentucky, man. I've never been there. I've been to Kentucky, driven through it. Yeah. Never been to Lexington either. I would love to go to the Red Mile in Lexington, Kentucky. Boy, it must be beautiful. By the way, they're showing Woodbine here for what it's worth. You know. What? They're showing Woodbine here among the other They're showing uh, Woodbine there now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Probably because of you. I doubt it. Woodbine, let's see. Six minutes to the first race at Woodbine. Maybe we'll carry that with Dan Loisel. They're off. They're off. <laughs> just terminally boring guy. He's okay. He never stole a freight train. And Gulfstream is 11 minutes to go to the first post. So Woodbine's going to be coming up next. But first, they've got to show us the post parade. Oh, look at her. Isn't she lovely? Lady Jockey. She looks like a real dyke. Oh, I'm sorry. What do you think about Lady Jockeys? I've seen some really cute ones. Yeah. I see some guy jockeys too. Mm. Like uh, what was his name? What was his name? Cash Asmussen. Oh, that's a long time ago, though. That's a long time ago. Yeah, it's probably like they got a couple of lady jockeys in the first of Keeneland. But at any rate, we'll get to Woodbine. Well, I'm glad you noticed that. That see, you're starting to become a real pervert expert on that's this. Right. Stuff. That's what I want to and do. You're going to be going to the track after the show every afternoon, and uh, oh, yeah, I live God. like ten the minutes from here. Next morning, he's going to say, "Oh, huh?" I live like fifteen minutes from here, from from Gulfstream. Yeah, and then in in between races, you can run up and play a little Wheel of Fortune. That's not what I'm going to be doing in between races. Elton John, Miss Elton, you fairy, raises two and a half million bucks for Clinton. Did you see uh, her with the Clintons yesterday? No. Nauseating. No. Just nauseating. Experience is central to Democrat Swillery's presidential bid, and Wednesday night she tapped into one of pop music's most venerable rockers to help fill her campaign coffers with two and a half million dollars. Elton John, who has sold records in field arenas for four decades, played a benefit concert for Swillery at Radio City Music Hall. I've always been a Swillery supporter, John said, 61, before she launched into his 1970 breakthrough hits, Your Song and Border Song. There's no one more qualified to lead America. The English singer, composed, uh, composer, and pianist, Added, I'm amazed by the misogynistic attitudes of some of the people in this country, and I say to hell with them. I love Swillery. I'll be there for you. See, this is his fag hag thing again. Yep. I mean, both ways. Glad you said it, because I was thinking. Well, of course. Just like the Diana business. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. And the jockey is David Clark. Here's the feel from Woodbine, seven-horse race. 
Number two, Kiernan's Legacy, owned by Audrey Capacity. Melanie Giddings. Melanie. See, there's lady jockeys all over the place now. Excellent. Majestic Ken is number three, owned by Jim Sapiston. Jockey, David Garcia. See, Garcia, another one of your Julios. Uh, mm -hmm. Not necessarily. But probably. Four, he could be an Indian. Oh, Justin Stein, that's my boy. Hey, Justin. It's the wife, Justin. Greg Peacock, Justin Stein. Greg what? Oh, Peacock. Majestic Montana, number five. The owner, John McKenzie. So I'm pulling for the Richard. four horse in the first race of Woodbine. Preceding John on stage were Swillery, her husband Bubba, and their daughter Chelsea. But ugly. Swillery stuck at a fine underdog note in describing her battle against Barack Obama. You lose, honey. You're out. And he's closing the uh, margin in Pennsylvania. By the time we get to the 22nd, man, he might have... That one poll, what did it show him one point ahead, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. One minute... Or no, three minutes till the first race at Woodbine. And then we'll just uh, parlay right over there to uh, Gulfstream. Now, let's turn it into a horse racing show. That should be good for about a point. Yeah, let's sign the contract now, Norma, before they change their mind. <laughs> oh, my. Because they don't want to hear about it. Don't you understand? Who? Don't you understand? You. The audience could. How many times have we taken that poll? Of all the things Neil talks about, what are the least things you want to hear? Yeah, in fact, you know, harness during, racing. No, horse racing in general. Not just harness racing, horse racing period, and hockey. When, we, when you do those polls, though, you always put harness racing on there because no, I do not. I put horse racing. All right. You know, you better, you better. Hey, uh, they're they're written down. What do you mean by that? The old polls are written I down. I know. I'm gonna, during the break, I'm going to go find that one. All right. Of the things Neil talks about, what do you least find least interesting? Horse racing, hockey. We got the Panthers. Did we make it again? How about those Panthers, baby? They suck. That whole organization. Jack Martin, he's going to go, just like Paul Maurice is going here. Maybe they can elope together. A couple of frogs. I wonder if Paul Maurice is a frog. Is Maurice? I mean, I know Maurice the frog from Woodbine. The guy loses his ass. The one that said, you'll never see me here again. Mm -hmm. I'm losing 7,000 today. And, and I thought that once they opened up those one-armed bandits that Dade and Broward were going to, especially Broward County, was going to come crashing down. And then the people in Dade County said, well, you know what? We like it, too. Uh, Jebster ain't here. We're not listening to him. We're going to vote for it. Won't that be something, huh? Calder's going to have slots and uh, uh, what you call it? Flagler? Mm-hmm. And what else? What did I leave out? Highline. Miami Highline. You been to Highline? Uh, no, I've not. I was there uh, twice, I believe in Dania, twice mm -hmm. in 32 years. Just not for me. You know, some things are for me and some things are for other people. And mm -hmm. Like women, you know, that's not for me. It's for other people. More for me. Oh, that's for right. me. <laughs> 165 votes on Chris's poll. What did we do on the first one? Over a thousand. Well, yeah, we got to a thousand. Right? One grand, yeah. So we need 35 more to get to 1,200 for a Friday. That, that is awesome. Uh-oh. One minute to post at Woodbine. And you got six minutes at Gulfstream. Mm -hmm. Now, what's the story? Let me flip over here to the odds channel. It's got the odds on all different tracks. Oh, there's Woodbine, Aqueduct, Keeneland, Gulfstream. Seven to five. He's holding steady, baby. No, it just changed. Oh, three to two. Right? Right. Now, these are the track odds I'm looking at, right? Fourteen Correct. to one on the one. Five to two on the deuce. Correct. On the douche. Yes. Nine to one on the three. Five to two on the four. Eight to one on the five. Three to two on the six. Heavy favorite, five dollar horse. Three year olds have now reached the starting point. Yeah. See, when they load the horses, man, this just frustrates the hell out of me. I mean, you know, horses being the dumb animals that they are, and some people, oh no, you're wrong, the horses are so smart. No, they're not. They're incredibly dumb. 
You are aware of that, aren't you? I mean, they're right. beautiful animals, but they're amazingly they're as smart as they need to be. Well, what does that mean? They're smart enough to do what they're supposed to do. Follow orders. The outside two. Oh, here come the outside two. Now, which one is Justin signing the four? He's seven to two, nine dollar horse. Come on, Justin. Come on, baby. And these jockeys, you notice how they all, because they're little people, they talk like munchkins. Well, I think that the three's got a chance this way. Like that. Have you ever noticed? Yep. Ever talked to any jockey? The female jockey that. Um, oh, the three got left in the gate. Look at that. Yeah, He's about eight hundred lengths behind. But breaking like a rocket bird's holiday hunt. Emil Ram Sammy, they waited a length and a half. Emil Ram Sammy, now. don't you love that name? Majestic mm -hmm. Montana from second. To the outside is Agile Wad and tucked in the. And my boy is fifth on the rail, though, but moving up. Come on, Justin. Just Run him down. That one followed by Rook, how not. Then a break of four and a half to Kim. And of course, these little tiny guys like that, you wonder how they have to make babies, but they do. Majestic Ken. And they near the quarter. How do you think they make babies? Magic? Has led throughout and leads with a quarter of a mile remaining. <laughs> I guess the same way the Chinese do, huh? Look how not angles between I don't think my four has uh, got Majestic any shot here. Nope. I don't know you see where he is. Oh, here he comes. For Agile He's going to get second, maybe. How much did you bet? Had a little left. I didn't bet nothing. Come on, Justin. Legs. Get into this piece, you Look idiot. Comes on Smack him. Smash him in the head. Kick him in the nuts. No doubt about it in the Friday opener. He's going to get second, I think. Justin Stein. Oh, but here comes somebody flying. Well, he got second. Well, that's not too bad. If I'd have been 100 across the board, I'd have done okay. What are you, what are you laughing about? Nothing. Then you mixed that bet. And the six horse won. The six was the uh, second choice, five to two. My horse was four to one. He'd have paid, uh, like, maybe six bucks and four bucks. Are you starting to get into all this? You understand yep. it or not? Yep, little by little. Betting a horse across the board, one place and show, stuff like that. Yep. Four minutes to post time at Gulfstream, so let's do the break, and when we come back, George is going to leave. Thanks so much. The best talent. It was because I can't see the race because they're taping it and showing right. the Keeneland line. Six is in third right now. One, five, and six, and then four. Well, where the hell are they? How far have they run? What's that? How far have they no, run? No, I was asking Steve, because he's halfway. They're halfway. Yeah. I heard you. Six is in first now. Six, five, one, four. Six just took the lead? Yeah. By a by mile. how much? By a mile. Is he way ahead? He's way ahead. Are you he's serious? Way ahead. No, no, he's not way ahead. By nose. By nose. Sorry, sorry. pisses me off. What? Look at that. Tara's warrior, you know. Too bad I didn't bet that. What are you talking about? Here comes about? the four. I'm just nothing. I'm repeating what Steve says. How far ahead is the six? By a nose. By a nose? I kept saying that. Top of the stretch now. Six and four. Yeah. Six is slightly ahead. Yeah. Now six is rolling very far ahead. Oh, yeah, six has it. He's pulling away? Pulling away. Four is puking his guts out? Yeah, everybody. He's leaving the pack. All right, let's hear it. By a mile. Heavy chalk, and I hate the chalk. Well, you got the double now. All right. I'm wheeling the six. I got to say that during the break. Woot, woot. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. That's my cheering section over there. Yeah, Steve. Well, he's got his own money on this. He bet too. We're all he vested. He did bet the six. Yeah. And why is that? Based on what I'm telling him, or based that's on right? The fact that's right. That's right. We're all in this together. I'm reading it off a, off a, a hey, paper. I don't have any racing. Form. You got the magic touch. Yeah, touch this. And then on the TV right next to it, Maria Sharapova. Really? Yeah. Okay, Keeneland, the race. Oh, here's the race from Gulfstream. Now let me watch it. Oh, you get the replay there? Huh? You get the replay there? It was tense there for a minute, but uh, no con no contest. Yeah, Here we go. They're off. 
Uncle Emil on the inside and Scarbum had good start. Dr. Stick outside of them with speed. And they're followed by Terror's Did you ever look at those old poles? Running in fourth. Break up another no, three. I did not. Back to the two trailers. Morgan well, that's Norma's faxing me. I think her decide. As they race mm -hmm. out of the chute. Uncle Emil, a long shot leader in the early stages here, opening up a well, look two at that, and a half length advantage. Look at that, the See, those long shots Stick. a lot of times, they block the early opening big lead, and they just puke, they stop the walk. Then Little Tiger and Bobo. Like that. The quarter was 24 and 2. See how that one cute? Are you watching the replay? They don't have the replay going right now. And on oh, the yeah. far outside, Dr. Stick, Terra's Warrior is right there, too. So you might say Dr. Stick stuck it to him, and out two and a half Don't say it, lead. I said you might say Tiger and Bobo mm -hmm. in the back. Let's the half-violent, 47-3. Round the far turn, Dr. Stick at the rail. Tara's Warrior alongside. These two locked in battle with Scarbum right behind them. And then it's Mortal Tiger. And a long way back to Bobo and Uncle Emil. Round the far turn. Dr. Stick, Tara's Warrior, Scarbum, and right off of them is Mortal Tiger as they make their way to the top of the stretch. Yeah, I'd be really nervous about it now. The four never flat. made any, at least And it's now. Scarbum on the outside. Dr. Stick cuts the corner. Tara's Warrior between oh, those two. And Mortal one. Tiger is fourth as Dr. Stick comes down to the eighth pole with something this left. This is called a jog Dr. burger, Stick okay? Dr. Stick and Lopez <laughs> opening up a three jog legs. burger? Yes. Scarbum is Tara's Warrior and Mortal Tiger Listen, on the outside. Listen, look at this. He wins by about Dr. ten. Dr. Stick wins it by six. Well, by six, Over. like I said. Dr. Stick's by six. Six. So there you go. So you're alive. You're going to cash the double. Now we just hope. Now we've got to figure out what the actual double prices are going to be, which when they post them up there, Steve can write them down. Right. And then we can figure out how much you're going to lose. I mean, how much. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping much. So what's the deal now? Do you think I should sign this or what? Well, that all depends. All depends on whether your name is in it. Your name is not in this. No, I know. No, no, no. No, I know. I know. But the conversation that we had more than one time was mm -hmm. that it was going to be negotiated altogether, and that's where we left it. And that's what you said that you were going to have Norm do is negotiate a deal for the three of us <laughs> altogether. We had that conversation more than one time, over and over and over again. Did we, Mr. Alzheimer's? Yes. And you said it's not going to happen this time. I said you you sign something, and then they take advantage of that. They know that we're that me and Brian are going to stay with you no matter what. And you said it's not going to happen this time. That I'm going to have Norm negotiate something. Norm's going to take care of you. He doesn't, he doesn't know it yet, but he'll take care of you. Well, I trust you. Now that we know that that other lawyer, do you have nothing signed with that uh, loser? That fake. You knew that then. I said that then. I did not know that then. We had the same conversation so and many that times. That guy led me to believe that you had some kind of, like, like they said in Godfather 3, well, we have an understanding. I said that. led you to believe that uh, I was going to put everything in yours and Norm's hands and that he was going to yeah. negotiate well, a deal in Norm's hands, at okay? the same time for If I was you, I wouldn't put it in Norm's hands. No, no. He might squish it. You no, know it's okay. I, mean? I understand. That's what Brian Craig said. <laughs> said he's a little rough around the edge. 184 votes on the pool. Which of these do you find most difficult to do? I bet you Chris is really impressed by the way your horse uh, won there. I was so impressed. Bye, Duff. I'm wishing I had money on myself. Pulled away and won by six. Now, did Duff bet it? No, no, no. He just came and, um, and had a Reuben, and then he uh, got the hell out. He did? I don't know what he ate, uh, who he ate. Well, based on the way you described it, I'm, I'm chosen for one right now, as a matter of fact. It was seriously the best Reuben I've ever had in my life. Wow. And we were talking. I was talking to Steve about it, because you know how when you get the fatty corned beef, it's like hell. And when it's nice and lean, it's like heaven. And it was, mm -hmm. there, was, there wasn't an ounce of fat, a smidgen of fat in that whole sandwich. I'll be damned. Yeah. And the audience is saying, yes, you will. <laughs> oh, and my neighbor is probably saying that. So the oh, four yeah. and the five are out of the second out. race. The uh, one, the three, and the six. There's only four horses, and three of them are getting bet. Okay, here are the, uh, 
The doubles payoffs. Double possi- possibilities. Okay. Six one thirty six dollars. Wait, 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 you go too fast. I forget you're writing these down, man. Yes. Six two twenty four dollars. Now you got what a four dollar six two. I'm looking over here. Yeah. Yes. That's forty eight bucks. All right. That wouldn't be bad. And then I have uh, the six three is eight dollars. Eight bucks. You got a fourteen dollar. So right. uh, fifty six bucks. And the um, is that right? Right. The six six is seventeen dollars. And you got a what? Four dollar on that, or five? Five five dollars on that. So that's thirty four and eight fifty is forty two fifty. You're in, baby. You got. I'll this take is it. Nice. You're in. No matter who wins, you're going to make a few bucks. See, this is, this is why you need somebody savvy. There's a system here. Savvy my ass. <laughs> I don't want to savvy you. You're ass. a crazy person. Savvy. <laughs> That's a fact. I'm sitting here with a bunch. Well, I just printed these out off Look, the computer. You at least no, know the language. No racing. You know the yeah, lingo. I know the language. I know the language. You know, next time here we're going to fax the you There the goes form. the money. That's the language. They have an office here. They're very nice. Next time we'll just fax you the other uh, racing form. No, I don't want that because it's too much information. Don't you understand? We've okay. been doing this for, and I, I've done pretty well. Yeah, you have. Haven't I? Haven't I picked several winners and just sitting Listen, here looking off? All the other times that we've had documents. track appearances, I only bet favorite colors, and I always Justin catch. Stein. I'll tell you one thing. He's riding it. Oh, sorry, Justin. He is a cute little guy. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. He's married. He's got a kid or two for crying out loud. He's like 25 years old, Justin Stein. You think he's going to like come over here and hang out, hanging out with you me? You never know. Maybe I'll see him at Woodbine one day. Maybe he hey, likes Justin. your type. Yeah, right. Fat, old, and fat old men. Yeah, and loaded. Mm-hmm. Not anymore though. Not after I signed this thing. I haven't. I just put it aside for now. You're gonna you're gonna have to get uh, make your peace with Norma is what you're gonna have to do. You 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 oh, and yeah. Chicken Neck you went off there. I, w- I wanted to wait till Monday to deal with this. I don't uh-huh. want to spoil anybody's. Uh, whatever, whatever. Chris and I had a discussion before the show. and We both agreed that you're an idiot, but it just well, we'll, you we'll, went we'll off half cocked if I can say that, and you got involved we'll go with this over and over and Chicken over again. Neck. I told you this over guy's over a, over a numbskull. Two oh, but this guy's getting me paid. He's gonna get I sue uh, Joyce, and he's yeah, right. Sure he is. We've only had the same discussion like 20 times off the air. But we can have it on the air, too. Why? I, whatever kills time. No, I don't want to kill time. I'm taking a look here. You've got only 20 minutes till the second race. And I, don't, I hope they don't do that to me again. Because we've got Woodbine, Aqueduct, Keeneland, Gulfstream, four thoroughbred tracks at the same time. And if they, they can't show them all at once. So I kind of like had to rely, thank God, for Steve Sloan there giving us the, uh, the uh, call of the race. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn to do that, too. Are you? Call a race. I don't think so. Why not? We get too racing intensive on these shows. I got all these important bedtime stories to save the world here, and we're doing the Georgia. Yeah, we're not going to save the world. We need to now, tell which people. One is, which one is the best one for you? I think the uh, chalk, the three. Right. You've we'll got a fourteen dollar right double. That's mm-hmm. seven times. That's fifty six bucks, and you bet twenty uh, five. You make thirty one bucks. That would be sweet. I'll That'd take it. Doubling your money. I'll take it. That would be sweet. That'll pay for the gas it cost me to get here. There you go. And you got a free Reuben sandwich for your lunch? That's right. Beer. I'm drinking beer right now. Free beers. What's not to like? Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. A Friday, you bastard. I'm in some trouble and the bears have proof. The wiretapping has exposed the truth. Now I'm so sad they won't.
131 at you, and uh, again, you got your ticket in your hand there. You're, uh, I got three of them, yes. Read me what you got. You got a $2.61, right? Correct. 6 $4. Aha! Uh-huh. Well, guess what? What? 6 is 28 bucks. Okay. So that means 56 if the two comes in. So you got two shots that are 56 bucks. Sweet. And 6 you got a $14 double, right? Right. And 6 6 Five. Five. So that's forty-two fifty. You're going to come out. The only one that would be uh, not so good is the one. Uh, you'd only get the 36 bucks back. You still want to Still wins. Still win. Not bad. The no, that's you want are the that's six profit, two see. or the six three. What? That's profit. So you want anybody but the one. All right. Maybe Go anybody. Maybe the one will get like left in the gate. We don't want anything bad to Here happen. Here comes the one right now. They're showing, them. They're showing them in the paddock right now. Yeah, how's he look? Uh, a little bit nervous, like he's got to take a big dump? No. Just walking well, around. Know, see, there are different theories on that. If a horse has to take a gigantic dump and he does it right before the race, you see him lift his tail, uh, like that. Mm-hmm. Some people think that's a good thing. Really? But I think it's a bad thing because you're going to run a lot faster if you've got to go. I know I always do. Run yeah, faster me after too, but sometimes yeah. I don't run fast enough. I, like, the hill. <laughs> I wasn't running, I was <laughs> squatting. I was like goose-stepping. There are the sirens coming for me again. You hear them? I hear them. Yeah, it's the poop-in-your-pants uh, police. <laughs> 202 votes. Now, while we've uh, been shooting here for, I, I got lost in the translation. Anybody but the one. Oh, that's right. We had, No, forget about that. Oh. Uh, we have over 1,200 votes. Uh, all oh, that? That's what I've been told. So, in the meantime, while we, I, I just don't understand this. We ought to do a poll on this. When, George, when we do these shows, when George is at Gulfstream, uh, the audience loves it. They hate it. They uh, kill themselves. They impale themselves with sharp objects. Or they just uh, don't, right. don't know what to make. Or remember, they'll always vote for the hate it, no matter what the Look at that, is. the three is four to five. That's 56 bucks for you, baby. You could say, how do you feel about free sex? And they'll go, hate it, if you put that option on there. That's South Florida for you, man. Mm-hmm. A little bit sour. Although I do like those sour pickles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, by the way, the um, got a pickle with my Reuben. It was great Did also. You? I got a pickle yesterday, too. That's good. That's excellent news. I'm not going to be staring and give you like a, a rub down and a run down. No, no, no. Like. It's just that you were mentioning. Although the it, wouldn't, it wouldn't take very, very long because that's uh, the first time in quite some time. I mentioned that, and so I was starting to get worried because, uh, you know, there's no point in living if you're not doing that anymore. Really? Really. I didn't say I'm, not, I'm giving it up entirely. Okay, all right, good, I'm just good. Finding, I'm, I'm finding my spots. Good, good. Anyway, even money on your three and two to one on the six. Now, what's the six? You got a, a what, a five dollar? Forty-two fifty. That's not too shabby. Seventeen fifty. That's more than Chris makes in a week. About twice. Anybody but the one. And the one, unfortunately, is he's, he's taking some money. He's three to one. Funny Buck with Manny Cruz. Funny yeah. Buck. Don't forget to go see yours now. None of the Misfits showed up today, huh? No, none. What a great Friday. And I, I discovered that I have a, a lunch appointment here at 2 o'clock that I have to go pick up the food. But nevertheless, I'm the oldest delivery boy in town. You do know, know that. I, I know that. Even though, even though it's raining all day, it's not raining hard. It's just a little like a, a little drip. No, you know, a little you, drip? I mean, I'm sure they have places that deliver to Yeah, you. yeah, they do, but not, not what I want. Not I see. Not, not, not our favorite. I see. Chicken Parmesan. Mmm. Mm. Delicious. 
You like chicken parmesan? Yes, I do. What's not to like? I like almost anything parmesan. Me too. I like... Um, Whatever. Armpit parmesan, even. You betcha. Four to five on the three. Uh, six or two to one. Those are the... Uh, well, let's see. And the two is five to one. Four horse field. This is going to be... Now, how long is this race? I didn't even look. I don't know. I'm sure it one. says it up. So, okay, six yes. Four yes. Three quarters of a mile. Like the first one, I'm sure, was also... So, you sure that it says it? Oh, it says it now, yeah. Right, when you said it, it came up on the board. I don't know what I'm looking at, but I'm getting to. I'm getting to know. Well, you're starting to catch That's on. Right. This is a very bad situation for you. Listen, I've learned way more complicated languages than Here's this. Here's the post parade of Keeneland. Oh, there's Robbie Alvarado. Bet on him. He's a good jockey. Seven oars. Plunge your guts out. Oh, Gary Gomez. He's an even better jockey. Five to two. McLeese Creek. How many minutes we got? Oh, nine minutes to post, so I better do the uh, break. That last time, I thought I yeah, was going to screw it all up. And it didn't make any difference anyhow because uh, I wasn't getting the feed live, right. and they taped it. But it was great the way Steve Sloan was describing the race. Like, so I'm just going to hand him the microphone ahead, next time. And now yeah. he's uh, way ahead. And Won by about 400 lengths, and he's like, well, I don't know. Can he win it? Can he do it? If I were you, what I would do uh, sometime this day, I would make my peace with Norma. That's what I would do. Okay. Explain to him that you have no uh, ties to anybody else, and that Neil, being the good guy that he is, has gone on here and said that I will pay him a, a reasonable stipend to take care of you, because uh, I know you can't afford it. I can't afford none. I can't well, no, afford you've got to pay him a few bucks to do something. Right. What do you think? He's going to keep doing, negotiating for you for free? Absolutely not. I paid him the first time he negotiated for me. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. What about the last time? No. No, see, no, because, there you, you, go. Said, because so, uh, you said you that you'd take one. care of it. I'll take care of it. I'm not going to say a lot, like certainly not, not any large amount. I'm thinking something reasonable, like about... Eight bucks. I'll take care of it. Oh, look at this. The second race is coming up at Woodbine. We get two racing intensive, man. They're off. Dan Loisel. A voice that you hear in your sleep. Oh, they're off. Why does he do that? I, I don't know. That's his style. That, that, that's exactly right. That's his style. At least he doesn't scream and carry on like that guy at Tampa Bay Downs. That screamer. Every race you did. Screaming and yelling like uh, the world is coming to win. And these are like $1,500 claimers in Tampa. They got bandages on their tail. That's how many bandages. Even the jockeys are wearing bandages. You know it's a real horse ball track like Raceway Park in Toledo when the jockeys, the horses and the jockeys all have race bandages. <laughs> You know what bandages are? You ever, no. you, you ever notice that on horses? Oh, uh, what, like around their legs? Around their ankles. And yeah, feet. yeah, yeah, I see it, yeah. Or they, they got bandages there? Sure. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> well, sometimes that's just for, uh, you know, for, for show. show. That's right, for show. The show looks good. Or for place. Okay, let's do the uh, break, because otherwise it'll be... It's Friday, you bastard. Some independent truckers say they'll stop hauling freight, protest the record high diesel fuel prices. Off the road again. I just can't pay to fill my tank again. Diesel fuel is higher than it's ever been. And I can't pay to get on the road again. Oh my god. Off the road again. Oil profits, they are such a sin. Screaming things at those Exxon Mobil men. I can't pay to get on the road again. You fairy. Off the road again. Like a pack of suckers, we go down the highway. Hope the gouging ends. Cause the Arab world's getting. 
torture each and every day. It's old lame, off the road again. We're making a statement. I just can't pay to get on the road again. We shut down for five days. I drive a truck and take it up the gassy end. Cause I can't pay to get on the road again. But we are not going to put up with prices like that. No, we sure aren't. 142 at QAM. So what do you got? The two minutes to go to post time? Their boots. Three. George is going to make some money now. It's guaranteed. Isn't, isn't it a good feeling to know that whoever wins, you're going to make a couple of bucks? It is. And we uh, did some calculations here, and uh, we're going to root for the two. Calculations, yeah. Just because that's going to be the, uh, the, you're going to do the what? biggest payoff. Root for the two, because that's going to be the biggest payoff, but will it not be? The two or the three. Right. It's both the same, 56 bucks. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, you must have done some bad calculations. Well, you think I did it? You know I don't do math. Let's play Steve some again. Bad calculations. Well, here's here's the uh, tape delayed post parade for a golf stream. Well, we'll get it on live, I think. Won't that be exciting? No. I got some good stuff here that I wanted to uh, pass along, but I don't have time to do it because we're too busy making you a couple of bucks. All right. Don't forget to go see George tomorrow, 10 to noon, for the grand reopening of Comp USA at 1740 North Federal Highway in prestigious Fort Lauderdale. Come by for great savings and all your computer needs, and maybe win some of those really funky QM prizes. Some of the crap that we had stored away in the broom closet. Mm-hmm. Comp USA is back, and George will be there 10 to noon manana. So, how many of our people came out today? We have like a. Like a half a dozen. Half a dozen? Yeah. It's not what I consider a mammoth gathering. You know? Well, you know. But at least. When we get the dancing girls out here, then we'll really. Are they draw like living and breathing people, or what? Yeah, normal people. Not oh. misfits. Fits. Funny buck to the inside what? stall. They're going in. Funny what? BL's Metropolitan coming up. Buck. <laughs> Bugs Funny. Gryffindor's Sword. Now, who are we Will rooting for? The two or the three? The two or the three. Not the one. Not the one. One is bad. Six ain't bad, but two or three is we bad. Go. They're not tape delaying this one because I can hear you. No, it's on live now. Four to five right now on Gryffindor's sword. And this guy hey, doesn't, doesn't say, and they're off. That, that's not this guy, right? No, that's uh, Dan Loisel. That race is over at Woodbine. You better know your tracks and announcers, Mr. I'm going to get pretty good, this announcer at Gulfstream. He's, I don't know what his name is. He's pretty good. And uh, but, still well, waiting for Gryffindor's sword <laughs> now. <laughs> he's have some issues. He almost said, and they're off, and it was one horse not and, in the gate. Right. I wonder if that's ever happened. Gryffindor's sword will go in riderless. Here comes Manuel R. to the outside stall. Just about ready for the start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any time now. It's only a four-hour show. <laughs> and it's only a four-horse race. There they go. Maybe the one will get left in a, in a gate. The three's out of the The one league. got away bad. The North Sword had the best break. BL's Metropolitan out well. Manuel R. broke third. And Funny Buck will trail early. Racing Funny down one. the backstretch in BL's Metropolitan leads by a head. Gryffindor's sword is alongside second. Manuel R is just off the top two. And Funny Buck isn't far behind either. He's last at about two and a half lengths off the lead as they go to the half mile pole. BL's Metropolitan runs by a quarter and twenty two and three, leads it by a neck. Gryffindor's sword alongside second. Manuel R is just off of them running in third. Funny Buck is down on the rail, and he's just two lengths off the lead in a tight pack of four on the far turn. And now Gryffindor's sword pulls his so nose in front. While, uh, the BL's Metropolitan to the inside. Manuel R is three deep. Everybody's quiet. And Funny Buck is oh, yeah. still last. Everybody's just quiet. After a half and 45 and, and two. Yelling, yelling. 
at the top of the stretch. It is Gryffindor's sword. In front, now Funny Buck has run, and Funny Buck has come from last to engage Gryffindor's sword at the end. Beyond the one. No, no, he ain't going to catch it. 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 Funny Buck needs two dollars. No, he isn't. He isn't. See there? Gryffindor's sword beats Funny Buck up. All right, George is rich, Doug. If you see the golf stream, hit him up for a few bucks. Yeah. Well, that was a tough. I thought the one was going to go on by him. You got fifty-six right. bucks. George made thirty-one dollars. See that? See? That's more than Chris makes in a month. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's why Chris is so quiet now. He's just speechless. I'm crying over here. That old bastard just made thirty-one dollars. Yeah, and what did he do yes, for I it? I had, a, I, had a, I had to walk right. through it, man. What yeah, did I tell you? Four, by the no, that sounded like a strange number, didn't it? Fourteen-dollar double. It all sounds strange to me, to be honest. With you. Why is that? Because I don't know the language yet, although I did get to say I'm wheeling the six. I was really excited to be able to say that. <laughs> well, seven times eight generally is 56 bucks. Last time I checked. Yeah, I, I try not to think about those things. It makes my ears bleed. So there you go. It's done. And we picked, uh, well, we did, we did it again. Yeah, yeah, we did. Becoming legendary here at Gulfstream. Maybe I can be the handicrapper because I'm going to need to aug- augment my income. That's right. All now, of us Just are. remember what I told you. This is serious advice now. Make your peace with Norma. Uh-huh. Send him a nice, another nice email. Don't say, hey, how about me, uh, you silly old queen, like that. All right. Don't say like that. Just, just say, uh, what are you going to do for me, queenie? Norma. Norma. <laughs> I'll send him a nice email. No, seriously, tell him that uh, you're not involved. You don't have any uh, written thing with the, that goofball, that jackass, that Jan Murray guy. Oh, well, uh, you know, we want 45 points, and the other guys want 72 points, and you're going to only owe us a million dollars. And What a schmuck. All these guys that talk like hot shots, you know, they remind me of Bob Gordon. You remember Bob Gordon? He used to be on the air. He used to be on TV. No, I remember Gordon solely, the wrestling announcer. He's dead now. Boy, his son was sure. We we hired him to do weekends on NWS only because he looked really good. That's why I hired him. I was the PD. Bob Gordon's son. And then it turned out he was a jerk, and we had to can him, too. I think he worked one weekend. And he got fired at it. And you know damn well, if somebody looks that good and he gets fired, and I have something to say about it, he must have been really a, a jerk, but nevertheless. You following me? I'm following. So make, make the peace. You got it. I didn't know there was a uh, non-peace. Well, no, it's not a question of non-peace. It's just that he, he was under the impression that you had some deal going with that uh, Jack Ball. Well, I'll uh, set him straight. And as far as Ball no, is concerned, <laughs> I guess there's a one-page deal, and he, he's fine, okay? Just the fact that he's actually getting paid on time, you don't have to keep whining all the time. He'll be fine. That's fine. I'll continue to take care. Although, you know something? I, he, me and I may have to renegotiate. Oh, yeah? Well, now that I'm you know, making about 5% of what I used to, <laughs> how the hell can I... You know, you're laughing. Oh, my God. If you don't think I'm going to have to make a major readjustment, oh, it sounds very... Um, yeah, why don't you cut some barnacles selfish, loose? You know? Why don't you cut some sandbags? Oh, the kind of money you're making and you're whining about your, uh, like yeah, that. You know, that's the bums in your life, that'd be uh, excellent. Would well, you stop money. with the bums? <laughs> you know well, you like stop I with said, the bums? No, I'm not paying you a dime for George. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, in fact, you got your winnings there. Pay him the 31 bucks. <laughs> It'll be the commission Yeah. for the commissioner. Pay him a $31 commission. <laughs> Anti-war Democrats accused the White House of plotting to settle the next president with a quagmire in Iraq as General David Petraeus uh, faced the second day of scrutiny in Congress the, uh, the other day, whenever the hell it was. On the fifth anniversary of the fall of Baghdad, Petraeus and U.S. Ambassador 
to Iraq, Ryan Crocker, on Wednesday, spoke to two committees in the House. They faced a similar grilling in the Senate on Tuesday. President Bush's spokeswoman, meanwhile, left little doubt that he would back the general's call for freezing U.S. troop withdrawals for at least 45 days after July in the national speech on Iraq policy yesterday. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid didn't wait for Bush to speak, demanding changes to a war plan that looks set in stone for the rest of this presidency. We're stuck in the twilight zone in Iraq, Reid said. And all you have to do is look at him and you know we're in the twilight zone. Harry Reid. When violence is up, the president says we can't bring our troops home. When violence dips, the president says we can't bring our troops home. President Bush has an exit strategy for just one man himself on January 20th, 2009. We should live so long. Democratic Senator Dick Durbin said top administration officials must accept the judgment of history over the war and would soon hand over the quagmire of Iraq to the next president. And it goes on and on. And it's just, and the public's worried about the, what's that What's that reflection in Dick Cheney's sunglasses, huh? I don't know, but... And is uh, just... Hillary going to have a bowl off with Barack? Is that how we're going to decide it? I just got a fistful of dollars handed to me. You got 56 bucks. Am I right? Counted. Yeah, yeah. 56 and change. Yeah. And change? Yeah. Like 56.50 or something. Oh, in other words, it was like eight dollars and change the double, eight eight twenty, whatever it was. I got some dimes here. No way. I told you. Fifty cent. Fifty cent. Don't ask me how or why. He just he handed me. Uh, how could you get fifty cents for what? I don't know. Sixty cents. Don't ask me. Maybe for my good looks. That must be it. Maybe, maybe the sixty cents is to pay Norma. That's right. 237 votes on our second poll today. What do we have? 1,000 on the first one, 1,237. That's pretty good, Chris. Good work on a Friday. Well, thank you very much. By us. Which of these do you find the most difficult to do? Steal, 61. Trust, 38. Forgive, 34. Hate, 25. Lie, 24. Sympathize, 19. Cheat, 18. Love, 11. And listen, 7. Boy, listen should have a lot more than that because, well, I don't know. These are our listeners, so maybe they're listening. You know? What? Exactly. Most people don't listen. That's one of people's biggest weaknesses. Mm-hmm. They don't listen. I know a lot of people like that. I'm trying to tell you something. Escúchame, escúchame. They don't listen. Como? Exactly. Perry, is he still walking in the woods with Bud Davies, or are they both dead? I, know I don't Perry's know. Still dead. One of them's dead. Perry's very dead. I hope Bud Davies might be dead by now, too. He was a real nasty old coot. Let's play some CKLW jingles if we only had time. Mm. All the jingles, all the time. Who are you telling me that uh, likes the jingles? D-A? D-E-L. D-A, whatever his name is. D-L. <laughs> yeah, D-L-D-A. He likes the jingles. Maybe yeah. we can hook him up with uh, Blind Mike. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's Dave's in Miami town. At 560 WQAM. Hello again, everyone, from the Channel 7 News Center. I'm Rick Sanchez with your 60-second Gulf War update. We have some new reports that just came in. They're uh, hard to explain, so let's move to the Middle East war map. Rick's world, if you will, and I'll try to explain. Rick's world, Rick's world. Hi, on, Party on, everyone. I'm your most excellent anchor, Rick Sanchez. And with me, as always, Sally Fitz. Party on, Sal. Party on, Rick. Called San Pedro lately? Uh, not since I've been back from Houston. People in the business remember, but fortunately for me, the public has a short memory. Say, what about that guy you flattened? Is he still in a coma? Uh, yeah, still in a coma. I'm so glad you brought that up, Sal. Not. 
Anyway, Hussein blew off a couple more scuds at the occupied West Bank, but those awesome Patriot dudes intercepted. Kaboom! Kaboom! As you know, the insane Hussein... Gosh, can I turn an original phrase or what? He has poison gas, but as I squat uh, over Baghdad... <coughs> gas master. Somebody gave Rick the raspberry. I'll give him a gas of my own. Hot air, out of both ends. <coughs> Oh, more Hussein today said... I do not know the secret weapon the Americans have. The 40-foot colossal news anchor with the chapped lips, squatting over my country with the smelly gas. My troops are all fleeing, but for me, I ran. But I couldn't hide. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Party on, Sal. Party on, Rick. I'll sit and squat so you worry not. Rick over Iraq for Channel 7 News. Bye-bye! The biggest names, the best talent. And you're home for Miami Dolphins football. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. What are you going to do? Nice college boy, huh? They want to get mixed up in the family business? Huh? Now you want to gun down a police captain because he slapped you in the face a little bit? Huh? What do you think? This is the army where you shoot him a mile away? You gotta get them close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This is better than sex. Ah, you're taking us very close.